Show the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show. The Mikey Bet Show. The Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show. Where the bookies get on. Alright guys, welcome back to the Mikey Betts Show. We're going to have a good one today. We have a guest, special guest, at Bear Down Cuz. Go ahead and give him a follow on Twitter. Uh, he goes by Mikey Bear Down Cuz. So uh, there's going to be three Mikeys again on the show. We have myself, Mikey Betts. We have, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, yeah. At the Frisco Mike. Follow him on Twitter. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Mike? Hey, man. You uh, you look pretty sad. Is everything okay? Man, I am sad. No, nothing's okay. The Bears will never win another football game again. Yep. It's a trash organization. You won't pay their players. Let me jump on my box really quick and talk to you about why the Bears is so sad. Because in the past, I mean, the Bears have always been bad. Right. You know, they've had their years like, you know, when Nagy won Coach of the Year. Uh, you know, when we went Erlacher and Rex Grossman took us to the Super Bowl, all, all that great. But for the most part, they've been bad. And, I, and I've always been able to accept it. But the thing that they did was they always played defense. And they always cared about their big defensive guys. They always paid their defensive guys. They took care of their Erlachers. They took care of these people. And now we have Roquan Smith, who uh, the one guy who had that cute little smile said isn't in the top 10 linebackers. Right. Which is crazy because he's a top three linebacker. Right. And now he's the little smile guy. So I knew going into this year we were going to stink. But I thought, hey, maybe we can still make some plays. Maybe we can still have some fun. And if you get rid of Roquan Smith, I feel like this team is so hopeless. Right, like pathetically hopeless. Right, like there is like, no promise if you no. don't have Roquan on. The, there is nothing to root for on the defensive side of the ball besides what our corners that are second round draft picks. Right, at least we know Roquan is a plug and play stud anywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Even when he was from Georgia, you know we were so excited to get him from Georgia. But what were we saying? No, that's it. Yeah, and and you know what? At this point, it's like. I do. He was at practice though today. I, I think it is mo- mostly a, a leverage tactic. It is. It's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. But this is the weirdest way I've ever seen it. But I think it's uh, it almost the the two page notes app makes it seem like it's gone too far. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, trade him. I I I I hope for better things for Roquan. Let him let him join. You know, a contender. Right. Send him, send him to Bills. I'm a, I send him to the Bucks. I, I don't care. And all right, so don't care about the Bears anymore. <laughs> and the other thing I'm sad about: Tim Anderson's dead, and the White Sox playoff hopes are also dead. Yeah, that. I mean, everyone besides you probably knew that. You know, a couple months back. I still, well, the crazy thing is, I still don't know. I still don't. That's know. that's wild, Mike. 
I know. I know. I'm still in my head. I'm thinking, well, our schedule's still easy. Twins are in L.A. right now. They hopefully get beat up. You know, we're playing the Royals right now, even though we lost the morning game. And But, you know, uh, the Sox were supposed to be good. And they're bad. So that's sad. That sucks, yeah. We know we're going to be bad and are going to be even worse than that set. And that's even when we're down, we're getting kicked. Right. And and that's only if we trade Roquan Smith, because, you know, you, like you said, they, they're going to use it as a leverage tactic, uh, Roquan, but he doesn't have an agent. So he's his own agent doing this. And that's, that's where I'm kind of confused. Like, dude, is this leverage tactic? Does he know how to use the leverage tactic? I I don't know know if I've told you this, but I do know someone pretty well who went on a date with Roquan and she said he was the dumbest person she's ever met. I believe that a hundred percent. And then I also believe that he's a weirdo. And uh, I, I just hope that the bears don't, um, I hope they don't release that, that scandal. I don't know if you heard about that scandal with Roquan where they, that, that TikTok. do you hear about that TikTok or no? Did this have anything to do when, when he just disappeared last year for some reason? For no reason? Yeah, uh, no, that was two years ago. See, there's there's some weird stuff. With Roquan. Yeah, that was two years he, ago where he just disappeared. A he, everyone yeah, thought he, he had like, like schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah, he missed four games because he was like going through some shit. Nobody knew what was going on. But yeah. during this off season, there was a girl who uploaded a TikTok of her just crying in bed, and she was like. uh he gets to live his dream while I think about the nightmares every day, indicating that like she was like assaulted. And then oh. she posted a picture of Roquan Smith. You know, she covered his face, but it was Roquan Smith in a uh, Georgia Tech. It was his jersey and like everything. So after that, that TikTok, he deleted his Twitter. He deleted everything. And then it kind of went quiet. My only hope is, I, and I hope it's not true, first of all, but my only hope is, is the Bears don't use it as a leverage tactic either, where they're going to release that and start spreading that more, and the media is going to talk about it more, just like I'm doing right now. But, like, well, real they're media not, is they're more not serious. going to because they they want as much for him as possible. Right, and I, I hope that's the case, unless it goes sour, and he is like, no, fuck this. Like, look at Deshaun Watson. You can't tell me that, and I, I might sound like a, a fucking uh, crazy guy, conspiracy theorist, but... I've seen ballers and like when, when teams want certain things, they'll do anything to keep them. And the whole Deshaun Watson thing, I don't know if you remember, but he, he did not want to play for that team regardless. He was sitting out of practices and then the news got released that he was like all these sexual misconduct things and all this stuff. Yeah. So who so, knows if it was released or leaked through Houston? You know what I'm saying? So, so you're I just saying they do that. But they would do it after they traded him. They would do it before too. They could do it before. They could knock down the trade value, which sucks. But it, it just depends on how sour the, the it's going to go. And right now, I don't think it's been that sour. I, I think it is a trade tactic. And then if you heard Ryan Poles today talk, did you hear him talk today? Uh, no, I was getting a haircut. Thanks. For it does look good. It looks it looks great. I need to get a haircut as well. Thanks. Yeah. But yours looks great. Um, mustache looks trimmed up too. So yeah, it looks, not- yeah. Okay. Well, it looks nice. Um. Ryan Pohl said that, you know, he's just disappointed in uh, what he, his comments, and he, he just hopes that there's still a chance to, to keep him. So in Ryan Pohl's text and in his words, it sounds like that Roquan Smith still has a chance to stay here. Yeah. But with Pohl's Roquan. 26? 25. So, dude. And I understand that, like, it's not a prime position where you play players the max, but, dude, if Fred Warner's getting 19 million right now, I'm pretty sure you could pay 
Roquan Smith, $19 million if we have the cap space, which we do. You can make trades for players like Robert Quinn, who is taking up money right now. Yeah, he's a good player, but he's a lot older. So make sure you – if you and that's what I'm saying is people are like, well, they're focused on the future. They're focused on – Roquan Smith is the future for – for, for five more years, six more years. And that's your future. I don't know how much more in the future you're trying to go, but Roquan Smith is part of your future. Yeah. The future for football is a much smaller window than the future for sports like baseball. If like you could draft a player in baseball and be like, he's our future. And that means in 10 years, he's going to be your leader. You draft for the future for football. That means in three, four, five years. I do want to get into it because we're going to have the guests uh, on yeah, right. our guest is going to be talking bears with us. So we're going to get more into it, but I want to bring up one more thing. Cause I know Mike will remember for me because I will forget. Cause I'm forgetting right now as we speak, but Roquan Smith, I don't know if you guys have looked at any of the practices or the training camps for the bears practice, but if you look at the bears practice right now, Roquan Smith does not fit the linebacker position. And this is where I, I get scared. And I want to talk about this more with Mikey when he comes on, but with the bears position, of the linebacker, you look at all the linebackers that are all these tall, broad, fucking monster-looking linebackers, and then you see Raquan Smith, who's a little bit shorter. He's, he's smaller, yeah. He's smaller. He doesn't really fit their defense. But I don't really give a fuck because look at look at what we did long, long ago with Greg Olson. We Mike March traded him because he didn't fit the offense. Who the fuck is Mike March? And Everybody knows Greg Olson's career. So you, anytime people will do this, they'll do the, oh, it's either me or the, the player or the coach. I'm dependent. As long as it's a proven coach, I'll take the coach. But if it's not a proven coach, I'm definitely taking the player 100% of the time. If the player has proven himself on the field, like Roquan Smith has done. Matt Eberflus has done nothing for me. Ryan Poles has done nothing for me. So right now I'm in Roquan Smith's corner. I'm looking on their roster right now, Bears, mm-hmm. and I don't even see Roquan. Ooh, that's crazy. That's actually nuts. Simmons, Snowden, St. Brown, Stanley, Stroman. And then there's that seven. There's well, so many problems I guess with the Bears he, right now. Yeah, no, he's not. No, yeah, he's not on this roster. It's kind of crazy. Is that uh, just a regular depth chart, or was that? I'm just on ChicagoBears.com on their roster. Oh, their depth chart's empty because... Right. There's no depth right now. Right. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, huh. maybe uh, we, you just, just leaked something. Well, what I wanted to see was, like, what is, like, who who's our inside guy? Brad Biggs. Shout out Brad Biggs. Wait, you mean like who's our inside reporter or who's no, our inside not, linebacker? No, not our inside reporter. Sorry, Mike Adams. Linebacker. Mike Adams. Mike Adams, that guy who got arrested. Yeah. The guy who got was... arrested. Oh, uh, EA Booneyway? Uh, he didn't get arrested. No, but is he still? do we still have him? That's not the guy that we signed and then didn't sign, right? No, we we drafted him. Oh, maybe. I don't know. No, he's not on here either. Oh, wait, no. I think he went to the Raiders, if I'm, if I'm memory serves me correct. Oh, there's Roquan. Oh, he's on, under the active slash physically unable to perform. Okay. Yeah, he's 25, 6'1", 232. Which is undersized, but guess who else was undersized? 
I mean, Ray Lewis was undersized too. Ray Lewis, and he's putting up Ray Lewis numbers. He's putting up same statistics that Ray Lewis has put up. So this is what I'm not understanding is why are you focused on trying to not sign this guy when you have players that are getting stupid money? Like example, Eddie Jackson's still on this roster. You're not trying to find a trade spot to sign this guy. No, so uh, if, if they had a in uh, a scrimmage at Soldier Field today. I don't know if you saw highlights. Oh from my that. god, it was awful. All I twenty saw, so people that, there, I feel bad for. So that Darnell, Darnell Mooney made a sick catch. Yes, one handed. Yep, one handed. But did you see where Eddie Jackson was on that play? Who knows, dude? Like who? He was, like he, he was doesn't care yards. about He was he was in perfect position, but just like ten yards behind him. No, he doesn't care about football. Go go to the ball. He he like banana went around instead of angle. Eddie Jackson has got so caught up in his own head that he has become a mental midget. He's a mental Bojack, midget. There's no there's, there's no explaining after, it. After that rookie year, he was my favorite player on the Bears. Me too. He was amazing. And then I made him laugh at Bears training camp. He didn't sign my thing. And he got cursed. That's what happens. What, what was the joke? Do you want to tell us? Yeah, so he, had, he, he just got out of practice. He had uh, like nice chain on her. And I was like, Oh, I bet you're something like because it was hot out. And I was like, I bet you're fine with all that ice. And he's like, <laughs> and I was like, I okay, that. hey, I was like, can you sign this? And I was like, fucking sticking my hand out. And he just, you know, walked past me. So that was so, uh, made him laugh. Because you're an adult trying to get signatures. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. What's wrong with that, though? No, nothing. If that's true, too, you know. You know who did give me their autograph? Who's An that? older guy who probably looked at me as a younger guy. Shout out to uh, oh my god, I forgot his name. Oh Chuck Park, Chuck, Chuck, uh, Chuck. What's his last name? Our old linebacker coach, Chuck Pagano. Pagano. Yeah, there Pagano. you go. See, I don't know why I forgot it, but yeah, shout out Chuck Pagano. Pagano. Shout out uh, Chuck Parmigiano. Parmigiano. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll save the Bears talk. We'll save the uh, Bears talk until Mikey comes on. Right now, I want to talk about a quick recap of the Jags-Raiders game because it was fun to have some football back for the first five minutes of that game. It was great, and then you realize it was a bunch of D1 scrubs playing, and uh, it was not that fun. You know? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I I do the same thing every year with the Hall of Fame game. I watch, like, the first quarter, and then I'm like, yeah, okay. I bet the over on the game, obviously. Cause, That's uh, crazy. I, I told myself I'm betting the over on this game. And my reasoning was because the Jaguars, my reasoning was literally because the Jaguars scored like 20 points in the last four years, each opening game of theirs. So I was like, all right, this is going to happen. They didn't yeah. score 20, but the Raiders didn't. So they saved me. So there you go. And over 30 and a half in, a, in like a regular game, you would eat that up. So it's oh, like yeah. you get 30 and a half. You, 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 you could fall forward and get 30 and a half. And then I figured garbage time. So. There you go. One and zero. One and zero. One and zero. Now let's uh let's. Oh, what did you think about the game? I'm sorry. No, I told you I only watched like the first quarter. Uh, it's it's just nice to see the equipment. It's nice to, to hear the sound of shoulder pads hitting. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's you know it's 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 nice to to see footballs. It feels good. It feels it feels really it feels good. right. It feels it feels right. And the and the the weather. It's it's not getting cold yet, but once that weather starts to get a little bit colder every single week, couple degrees more and more, it's gonna feel right at home. You're gonna it's it's the best time of the year. It is the best time of the year. All right, you ready to get into this stuff? 
What are we getting into? Can you we're, tell me first? We're getting I don't into- know. I can't be ready until you tell me. Well, before we get into it, we got to talk about one of our sponsors. And our sponsors, this is actually where you could help play the game. So I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Bet Online, but Bet Online is a great, great sports book slash casino. If you guys want to play, you guys want to get shit tax free, pretty cool. Can't complain. Uh, go ahead and use betonline.ag. It is a sports book that everybody can use. It's fun to use and it's easy to withdraw. And uh, if you want, you can use that promo code Mikey Betts, Mikey Betts, M I K E Y B E T S, all caps. And uh, you can get a couple discounts, a couple codes, and you'll see what's going on. Might as well want to use this now because uh, Mikey Betts' primo plays are coming back to the Philly Godfather as well. And uh, it's preseason week one, so what me and Mike are going to do is we're going to go through all of the games really quick. We're going to do lightning rounds, explain why. And uh, Mike, are we going to do a little contest? You want to do a little contest? I'm always down to compete. So every week, I think we're, we're me and Mike are going to do a contest. We're going to see who gets the most games right out of the out of each week. Every week, there will be a winner, there'll be a loser, or there'll be a tie. Probably not be a tie, but most likely it'll be a winner or a loser. Uh, the loser of that uh, challenge of the week, the loser of the week has to do something. What is that something, Mike? Um. Man, I don't know. Two Irish car bombs. I think that's fair. I I feel like it's become a trend. Two Irish car bombs. The loser has to take. Um. All right. Yeah. And in a row, like back to back. Yeah. No, I I understand. Okay. Um. You want something a little bit more challenging, Mike? You know what? I feel like we should have done this off air, but. For the first week, for the first week preseason week, we should do the Irish car bombs, and then next okay. week we'll have a new one. All right, we'll think of something every week. We should do a new thing every week, I think. A new something thing every week. Similar, but something similar to that, yeah. So, like, two Irish car bombs, okay, and then the next week we could do a, uh, a shot sandwich. Yeah. So, yeah. What's shotgun, the shot sandwich? Shotgun, then a shot, then a shotgun. I want to change this. I want to do a shotgun <laughs> sa- sandwich every week. Can we do so- shotgun sandwiches every week? I think no, it's, that's a shot, it's a shot sandwich. Yeah, a shot sandwich. You don't, call, you don't call it a bread sandwich. So it's just a shot sandwich then. Shot sandwich. All right, so, all right, guys. Next week's loser has to take a shot sandwich. One or two. Oh, oh my God. Just well, one. It's a shotgun, a shot, and a shotgun. Yeah, well, let's just do one. All right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, make, just make one. it work. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you can't do two of those. That's actually fucking... Nah, that no. Sounds, sounds icky. All right, so let's get into it. So it's preseason week one. Uh, first, we're going to start off the first game, Giants at Patriots. Revenge game again for the Patriots. Uh, I, I I know it's preseason, but it's always fun to, to make up these fake scenarios where uh, these, they, you know, they look forward to these games and they did them dirty in the playoffs, so... No, no one's looking forward to a preseason game. Except for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has he's, does he's, not matter. He's been planning all, all week it, for this. All it month. does not matter if it's fucking preseason, if it's a backyard football game, if it's anything against the Giants, he is looking for blood. Okay? I expect this game to be a literal blowout by the Patriots <laughs> just because Bill Belichick is an asshole and, like, cannot, like, he has so much pride that he needs to beat the beat them who's their backup is it is it Hoyer yeah experienced I love it old bald 
Remember when? Started. Remember when they tricked us and they're like, "Yeah, no, 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 Brian Hoyer's going to be just fine. Like he'll he'll be." Then they signed him to like a three year extension. Bro, when the when the when the, I don't know what it was, but when he was starting for the Browns, dude, he was starting for the Browns. I was literally like telling people, "Ah, they got Hoyer. He'll be fine." Yeah, I'm like I thought he was a like a capable. And then remember he came to the Bears and. People were legitimately questioning, like, can he take over Jay Cutler's spot? Why? Why did people think that? Did he do anything to make? No, he was just consistently average. Like he he did a great job of not fucking up. Good for him. He is a better backup quarterback than uh who? Oh, Chase Daniel will ever be. Don't say Chase Daniels. Dude. Yeah, Chase yeah. Daniels is. A He's legend. a scumbag. He's thrown like twelve passes He's in the. A in the... legend. Yeah. All right. I guess so. All right. Let's go. Pats. Giants. Week one. Who do you got, Mike? Pets. Pets. So I think we're both on the same side. Now, um, yeah, we can't tie break it. I was going to say let's do score, but no. All right. No, so no. that would be silly. So we both got the Pets. We just won't be on the same game for every game because that'd be insane. That'd be pretty cool, though. Would be cool. All right. So uh, we are so, on the same game for that. Say, say the, say, wait, say the game, and then we'll do a 3-2-1 countdown, and we both say it at the same time. That's cute. All right. So let's start with the Titans at Ravens. Three, okay. two, one. Titans. Titans. Oh, we oh, are so cool. All right. Why do you say <laughs> the Titans, though? Just because it's preseason and nobody cares. Um, it's preseason and no one cares. And I think Ravens that t- have no, Ravens have no depth. Right. And the Titans, That's too. They, they have that rookie that. running back I want to see. I want to see him get out there and play some. Yeah. So they say he's mini Derrick Henry. So that'd be cool. Still, Titans are still plow plow football. Yeah, true. And they have, uh, what's his name? Uh, The quarterback who they drafted. Who? They drafted, uh, what's his name? The the dude from Liberty. Mm. The black dude. What's his name? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's uh, the black guy. Yeah. Remember, I I know who you're talking about, the quarterback. Yeah, they was him. That's all right. Next time. Well, He'll make I us remember. Play, it, I, I was watching a couple of clips and he he looked like he was throwing some dimes. So watch out, Tannehill. Oh, definitely watch out, Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. I remember think, how mad yeah, he Tannehill's, was? Tannehill's the most overrated starter in the league. Uh, Marcus Mariota. I think, uh, but Mariota's not really overrated. I he's think just rated. Think he's he's he is what he is. He's Isn't it so injured. funny that that Matt or? Uh, Ryan Pace is in the same situation again. Like he's with the Falcons now and he's just grabbing like shitty quarterbacks, like anything that he could find, anything he can grab. He drafted a quarterback. Like this guy sucks. He really yeah. stinks. Oh, this dude, this dude just got hit in the head with the foul ball in the socks game. Dude, is he dead? He was just like, <laughs> that's fucking great alright let's go to the next one we got so, Falcons Falcons at Lions 3, 2, 1 Lions, Lions. oh how did you do it again <laughs> I, I'm i gonna say Lions because they're on hard knocks and I want to see some fucking uh, some kneecaps being eaten I I love the Lions I love the Lions I'm a Lions fan this don't say it don't say that I am Fucking loser. Unless right. the Bears, unless the Bears, uh, give Roquan Smith a big contract. Yes. 100%. If the Bears don't don't extend a contract to Roquan Smith, Bears don't make a deal with Roquan. Then I'm a Lions fan. There, balls in your court. Now, I understand. I understand that. I uh, 
I think I made a threat like that maybe a few months ago that if we get rid of Roquan, uh, people bashed me on Twitter. Okay, good. So, um, all right, Bears at Chiefs. Uh, I think we're going to this game. This is on a Saturday at 12 o'clock. This weekend? Yeah. Who's we? Us? Me and you. I, I had a wedding. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you joking? I would never lie to you. Is this the one that we said we were going to go to? Yeah, you piece of shit. It's not my fault. I understand. Was it your wife? I didn't have it in my calendar. So oh, okay. Fault. All right, yeah. Well, whatever. It's, we'll do something later. Day. Yeah, that's on fuck me. yourself. Anyways, uh, three, two, one. Bears. Bears. All Let's right, there we go. Bear down. One and oh. Dude, we're four and oh right now. This is crazy. I'm going to cover my mouth because I know you're reading my lips. You're, I see you going like this. <laughs> no, no. All right. All right, cover your mouth. Ready? <laughs> they won't be able to hear us. Okay. Uh, Colts at Bills. Ready? Three, two, one. Bills. Bills. Oh, no, no, no. You're a liar, dude. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say because it's the Bills. And a lot of people are saying that the Bills are going to be the Super Bowl uh, favorites, but I don't agree because they just got rid of their offensive coordinator. So uh, watch out for also, that. They're also going to get Odell. The Bears might get Odell. All right, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Seahawks at Steelers. Three, two, one. Steelers. All right, cool. We got oh, one. We covered our mouth. We got one. All right, so there's our, our tiebreaker game. So Mikey Betts has Seahawks, and Mikey D has the Steelers. All right. Uh, why? You want to explain why, or just go on? Uh, quarterback battle. Yeah, so they're gonna those court uh, anytime in the preseason. If you got a quarterback battle, you go with that team because. They're both competing. Geno Smith is going to light the fucking house on fire. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. That's Geno Smith is seasoned, experienced, unlike Trubisky. Uh, All right, Cowboys at Broncos. Three, two, one. Broncos. All right, I said Cowboys. There we go. Mikey Betts and Mikey D. All right, you have a reasoning? You hear my food cooking right now? Yeah, it sounds sizzling. Uh, I said Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, same reason, quarterback battle. And I'm altitude. Russell Wilson, yeah, new, new quarterback. Altitude. But I'm taking the Cowboys because I like uh, I like the Cowboys in preseason. Play? No way. Yeah, got it right. Let's ride. Without Drew Lock gone now too. Drew Lock. Let's ride. Mikey Betts show. Let's ride. Browns at Jags. Three, Easy. two, Jags. Browns. Yeesh. All right. Mike, why do you have the Browns? Because um, they another quarterback battle. Um, and I like, I like the Browns. I still think the Browns are going to be a good team this year. I'm going to change my pick. We're on the same oh, page here. Can you do that? Yeah, 100% you can do that. Change okay. my pick. House rules. House rules. Okay. They still have they still have a really good defense, the Browns. Um, yeah, they do. Probably the best. Him and Aaron Donald are the best two defense players in the league. He's probably not going to play, though. I don't think he's going to play. 
I'm just saying in the regular season. When oh, it comes okay. to the season I don't think he's going to play either, but I, I think that the Browns will be just fine with or without Deshaun Watson. Obviously, with Deshaun Watson, they'll be better off. But. Makes sense. Um, okay, Cardinals at Bengals. Got it. Three, two, one. Cards. Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. All right. I'm. Uh, I think I'm going to be a Bengal hater all year. I'm Super Bowl slump. They're going to have a Super Bowl hangover for sure. I think so, uh, especially in that division. One? Who do they play week one? Do you know? No idea, okay. but I know they're going to get crushed. I was going to say, uh, don't know who they're playing already on the other team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially they're, Vegas are probably going to have them as favorites to get a bunch of oh, suckers that's in. That's what I mean. They're oh, yeah. The dogs are going to be barking that day. <laughs> Eagles at Jets. Let's go. Got it. Three, two, one, Jets. Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. There we go. Yeah, I mean, dude, they got a bunch of rookies this year, and, like, Michael Carter uh, Jr. is going to try to prove himself as well. Uh, Zach Wilson's going to have a year. He's got Bryce Hall fucking running down his back, so that'll be fun. Um, Panthers at Commanders. Three, two, one, Commanders. Commanders. Revenge game for Ron Rivera. Exactly. It's a huge revenge game. Revenge yeah. game. He's done. He, he's pissed. He can't wait to get back there and just show the Panthers what he has. Uh, shout out to Gunther, my uh, one of my best friends, actually. He uh, just pulled you Agent Marshall. do not have a best friend named Gunther. Gunther is my, be- my best friend. Yeah, he's, he's my best man in my wedding, yeah. Do you call him Gun? I call him Gun or Gun Mac 95 because that used to be his uh, AIM name. Right, so. Uh, his ready for this. Uh, it was a uh, oh, polar bear or something like that. That's not nice. Anyways, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Uh, you know but yes, he pulled a yeah. Jamar Chase card. So good for him. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We had a girl at our school who uh, thought she was a dragon, and her middle name was Wolfgang. She thought she was a dragon, or like you guys didn't believe that she actually was a dragon. Uh, good question. Good yeah. question. Yeah, it makes you think. Um, and I guess I don't have the answer to it. Yeah, so maybe uh, don't judge. She used to always run around and like she saw every time she would see me, she would try and kick me and tell me I was a chicken. That's so fucking funny because you look like a chicken. Yeah, chicken. She oh, she would throw a kick at me. Did it hurt? Sometimes. She always yeah, wore it boots, sucks. So yeah. She wore boots. What kind of dragon wears boots? What a dumb bit. All right. Anyways, uh, Saints at Texans. Three, two, one. Saints. Saints. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Texans here. The only team worse than the Bears this year are going to be the Texans. Not in the preseason, though. Well, maybe. All right. Yeah, I like I like the rookie, uh, Pierce. So I think he's going to have a good rookie uh, debut for preseason. Sure. Show some flashes. Uh, two more games here. We got Rams at Chargers. Easy. Three, two, one. Chargers. Rams. Okay. That's that's uh that's Ram country now. Until the Chargers win the Super Bowl this year. Ooh. Plus eighteen hundred. People are way too hot on the Chargers. Everyone thinks it's, thinks it's their smart play and stuff. I see right through that bullshit. Damn, that's me. Fuck. I know. Wait, aren't didn't you? Are you the White Sox guy? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind. All right. Last game. Vikings at Raiders. Three, two, one. Raiders. Do that again. 
That was really good. Hell yeah. All right. We're doing the Raiders. So uh, we agree on everything besides four games. Nice. Dude, we're so in sync. Best chemistry ever for a podcast. So we'll be we'll be watching. Main focus this week will be uh, Seahawks, Steelers, Cowboys, Broncos, Saints, Texans, Rams, Chargers. Those are the teams we disagreed on? Yeah. Those are our uh, shot. If it is a tie, is it a push or should we both do it? No, both have to do it. Yeah, both do it. Yeah, that's cooler. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, awesome. Um, All right, next we're going to have Diego on. Diego is going to do the fake news Bananarama. Fake news banana. How do you say it? Bananarama? Bananarama. Fake news Bananarama with Diego. Uh, Welcome, Diego. Glad to have you back here. Thanks for having me. Of course. You really, you really did hop right into it, huh? He, no, yeah, there was there is no holding back on that one. So yeah. uh Mike, explain what or actually Diego, explain what you're gonna do. Yeah, so I'm going to read out some headlines. They're either gonna be real headlines, genuine headlines, or they're gonna be fake news. And then you guys are gonna decide whether you think that headline is real or fake. And then uh I'll tell you after each one, you know, once you guys decide whether it was real or not. And I have a feeling you guys aren't scoring once today. I'm more so talking about just a, just a spoiler. Diego did text me today and said he did so lame. research this time. You're so lame. I knew you were going to say that. Wow, that is pretty. <laughs> I knew you yeah. couldn't help yourself. He's more prepared. Which well, a prepared Diego is a scary thing. <laughs> I thought he was pretty prepared last week, so I think we're pretty good to go. Uh, yeah, and well, then, you guys are in for it. Are we gonna? Can we do a, a, a prize for this one or a fucking like punishment? Because yeah. I feel like. I feel yeah. like if we get bamboozled, like if I lose, then yeah, I owe something, right? And then if Mike loses, yeah, he owes something. But if we both beat you, yeah, I mean, you guys you do something. Stump the Schwab. Yeah, I don't what? know what I mean. You don't remember that show? No. Oh, uh, that was like my favorite ESPN show. You probably like watched like uh like the carbonaro effect. Schwab Schwab like, knew everything about sports. You the, you are definitely the the carbonaro effect kind of guy. Oh, man, hey babe, babe, it's on, it's on. I'll do like some push-ups off camera and you can see how beat red my face is if you All right, yeah, 10 10 push-ups. Okay. All right. 10 All right, push-ups. cool. 10 push-ups. Non-recorded and uh nobody will ever know, but 10 push-ups. <laughs> I'll I'll come right back on camera right after. You'll know. Okay. All right, deal. All right, gentlemen, so we're going to start it off. Let me look at my little list here. Okay, cool. I know exactly where I'm going. So your first headline. Police say people pretending to play violin for money is a nationwide issue. Pretending to play violin? Police say people pretending to play violin for money is a nationwide issue. Pretending to play. That's fake. I'm going to say it's true. It's real. That's actually true. That is a yeah. <laughs> I um I couldn't stop laughing when I first read that. Why are people doing that? <laughs> what yeah, what what's that what's mean? the background behind it? Oh, that's a that's a great that's a great question. Um Portage, Michigan. P, uh, police across the country have been warning the public about people pretending to play violins to solicit donations is what it is. Oh, like the people outside on the streets, like for, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But how, yeah. How, how? Like violence, like the like the part of the hardest <laughs> instrument to fake. No, it sounds actually a little bit easier now when I think about it. You could just put a speaker inside of the violin. Oh, okay. And if people think they're good, they'll give you money. Dude, shout out to the church I go to. They actually just got caught lip singing. Oh. Dude, <laughs> dude, that was that was embarrassing. When that they got caught. Come on, you can't do that at church. You're <laughs> the biggest liar ever. 
Yeah, shout out church. All right, go ahead. Go All ahead. right, here we go. Next headline. TikTok has your nudes up in the cloud and you consented to it. Privacy advocates are warning users that through its user agreement, TikTok can upload and store your nudes without even telling you. That seems true, but it's <laughs> fake. Uh, I did just watch uh, The Most Hated Man on the Internet. And uh, that guy is putting a lot of nudes out there. <laughs> a lot of nudes. And Diego, in this case, is that guy. So I'm going to say it's fake. Diego made that up. God damn it. Okay, yeah, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. I thought I had you guys on that one. I'm not going to lie. Go. They wouldn't have said nudes. So what are we? We're 1-0 oh, and 1? I'm 2-0. Oh, oh. oh. I'm 2-0. Oh, you're 1-1. One one. You got Okay. Mike's okay. And I'm one on one. Okay. Diego thinks he can he can trick me. Gotta do some more research next time. Okay, here we go. Nose brain. Forbes recently announced an entirely new class of millionaires consisting of people who sell worn items of clothing, bath water, and bottled flatulence. This new genre <laughs> of entrepreneurs is called fartrepreneurs. <laughs> you think yeah. I can that's tr- oh i don't know i'm gonna let my that was a job. i'm just mad. i'm trying to make it a little throw a little bit of taste you know spice entrepreneurs i shouldn't say anything that's what the article said entrepreneurs. <laughs> that's all i can tell you i say it's fake god that's fake fake it's gotta be fake god damn it yeah that's fake news that's fake news <laughs> Maybe I should do this in like a news article where I say it like in a newscast where I say it in a straight deadpan. That'd be pretty cool. I might have to just report this because you should be wearing wearing a suit too and get a green screen. That would be, yeah. No, you should just do a, like a, 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 you should stand and do a a suit with shorts. That'd be great. (laughs) Okay. That's how I work. We could probably edit something into the background if you had a green screen. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to write those things down. Don't worry, God. That's that's going to be for the next one. All right. I've got another one here for you. All right. How many do you have, by the way? This is the fourth one. Six? Okay. Yeah, I feel like six has always been the running number. Yeah, yeah, it's a good number. Okay. 49% of Japanese companies have an old man who does nothing, according to a survey. Old man who does nothing in quotes. Yeah, everybody has that, though. (laughs) Everybody has an old man that does nothing. That's true. 49% 49% of Japanese companies. Yeah, 100% true. 100% true. Mike? Uh, uh, true. True. Yeah, there's... there's, there's yeah, that's, that's true. so true. That is true. <laughs> that's only true because it's true. I'd, I'd be more surprised if half of... Wait, it is half that don't. So, I mean, there you go. Oh, I was surprised. 49% seems like a lot. I've... But... I mean, who I'm are you? Guy in my company, so who are you to to mess with their culture? You know, that's you're right. You're right. I don't know shit about them. Do you there have you an old Japanese man, Diego? What's up? Do you have an old Japanese man? No, I am the old Japanese man. Am I the old? You, Japanese, you are the yeah. old Japanese man. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, man, I'm not feeling so great about this anymore, but that's all right. You guys just got me figured out on this one. That's all right, though. I got two more for you. This next one, Cleveland. You guys know Cleveland. I heard it. Down. Home to Sean Watson. They will be hosting the National Massage Therapist Convention. <laughs> that can't be true. That's so true. No, no, no. That no. can't be true. If it's true, this whole thing is a farce. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's got to be false. No way. They can't do that. That's like 
legally, like <laughs> ethically. That is a true headline. That's um, fucking nuts. <laughs> is that for Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland. All right, Cleveland. There you go. Is that is that them leaning into it, or is that just them just being so stupid? Dude, they they have to have like they like Deshaun Watson can't be in town for the weekend. Like he has to leave. Oh, like probably like leave physically. Probably like his therapist is telling him, like, "Hey, <laughs> you need to get the fuck out of here." And, and a yeah. court, and a legal court is probably telling them that too. But like, yeah, yeah right. He needs to leave. Wow, that's fucking. I nice. couldn't believe that one, but that one was real. When are we going? Oh, we're not going? yeah, right. No, I need to find out. Get some tickets. Twenty fifth, Yeah, that'd be fun. Get a massage. A lot of them. Yeah, oh, a lot. Okay. All right, we got one last one. All right, give it to me. Where to go? Here it is. A New York City judge ruled in favor of five Whole Foods employees who got paid two thousand dollars worth of V bucks, the Fortnite current, instead of being two thousand dollars American as a sign-on bonus. And there's a little extra tagline: Whole Foods claims the V bucks could have easily be exchanged for monetary value, but the employees argued in court it's not their obligation, and Whole Foods has to pay those bonuses, and they get to still keep those V bucks. According to the article, I know my answer, but I want Mikey to go. <laughs> no, 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 because this is a tiebreak. If 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 no, I lose, not. if I lose, you it lost. becomes a tie. Oh, no, if you win and I lose, it becomes a tie. Oh, I thought we lost. You go first. Here you go. go first. So, but I don't want to give away my reasoning. All you right. just say it, and you don't have to give away reason. I'm saying it's true. Okay. Okay. Now, the reason it's false. Is because Diego gave so much information, and Diego wasn't reading there. He was backing up his own twisted brain. I was reading. And, I can tell you that. I'll show it to you. But I also want it to be true, but uh, I'm going to say false. Fake news. That is fake news. That is fake news. God damn it, bro. <laughs> Mike is 2-0. There you go. God damn it. God I was worried. Damn. I didn't you guys at all on that one, but very clutchy, Mike. Thank you for getting that one wrong. Yeah, so it's what I do. Uh, so we have you on for a little bit. What do you think about the Bears uh, Bears picks? You know or what? Bears doing nothing. I'm sorry. I'm Bears so Bears. glad that you asked that because um, I couldn't be more disappointed in the Bears. I yeah. think that their front office truly is an embarrassment. Yep. Um, strategically, I haven't really been able to follow anything they've done in this offseason. Me and Mike were just talking about this the other weekend. Um, I hate it. I hate it all. I really hate it all. I feel like, yeah, there's like, this is, I, I thought there was no hope before, but if you get rid of Roquan Smith, there's absolutely no hope. It's like going to be a rush football team. Yeah. It's, yep. it's done. Like you, there's, I don't know. There's just nothing you can do to fix that. I would feel worse if I was someone who had like spent money on. So I recently learned about like the, the licenses you have to have to get like the season tickets. Yeah. There's people who have spent like some crazy money. I yeah. Know for what? That. And now it's like, if I was one of those people who spent all that, I mean, I would just be, I don't know. I'd be livid. I'd be so fucking mad, especially like dude, these guys are promising you so much. And it's like, can you take them like, to court for this kind of thing? Probably yeah, not, right? No, no. It's in the, like, probably in the tickets. Like, well, we, we told you. <laughs> we told you. We, we told you we're going to stink. I don't know why you, you guys said listen. we'd be good. <laughs> not a football guy. Um, shout out to Diego really quick. He, uh, I think, got out once this weekend. In our, uh, we had our championship softball. Oh yeah! Shout out. 
Daigle played Daigle played lights out. Uh, a couple of Raz outs at the plate. Good job. Ah, come on. Yeah, I mean, um, man dogs. Man dogs came up short. We came up short this year, but you know what? We had to play three games. Um, the other team only had to play one. Uh huh. And uh, it was super humid, super dark, and we. Our championship was a semifinal game. It was we were down six runs in the bottom of the seventh, and we came back and won. So that was that was way cooler than. What the people are gonna remember. No one came dark. No. no. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate. It. Thanks that. for coming, and I appreciate you guys letting me on. I think I'm gonna use this opportunity to gracefully exit, um, so that you don't have to kick me off. And um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your podcast. Thank that you very was. much, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for Diego's fake news banana rama. Appreciate it. Take care. See you, brother. Later, D. All right. For our next guest, we have at BeardownCuz on Twitter. You guys can check him out. His name is also Mikey as well. So what's up, Mikey? How you doing? What's up, boys? Good to see you. Good to see you. I wish we had better news today. Obviously, we saw what's going on with Roquan Smith. Me and you and Mike all know it's a strategic move, but uh, (laughs) there's reactions and overreactions all over the league. And all over Bears Twitter. So I just wanted to get your takes on a quick initial reaction. Go ahead. Mine? Mine? We already talked about I, I think that it's a, it's a silly move by Roquan uh, to put a two-page notes app out. You know that you don't do a notes app. If you want to say something, do something cooler, like uh, take all the Bears stuff off your Instagram Remove all the bears from your bio. That could be fun. Unfollow, you know, bears you players. Cooler before you yeah, it'd be it'd be a lot, okay. a lot more interesting. You know, he he went the notes app route, which is just a, a forty five year old coach's way of doing things. So I, I just don't understand it. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't like the way he did it. I, you could uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he has an agent. No, and, he uh, fired. He fired him. Yeah, and uh, I know that. Roquan's had problems in the past as well. Like he's had some issues. Uh, some would say mental issues. He's, 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 he's had a lot of issues. And I think, um, you know, anybody who's going to make Roquan Smith out to be some kind of saint and take his word for everything that's happened in these negotiations is as dumb as the person who takes Ryan Poles' uh, every word as gospel for what happened during the negotiations. The negotiations are just that. It's a collective bargaining agreement. Yep. It's an art form. There's give and take. There's, there's uh, you know, necessary concessions that both sides have to give, especially now that the player is representing himself. And it's like any lawyer will tell you if you go to court, uh, don't represent yourself if you really mean business in court. D- right. Don't do it. It's never a good idea. And for Roquan to be going into a negotiation where he wants to become – and this is pretty much, I think, understood around the league now. I think he wants to become uh, the number one paid off-ball linebacker in the league. He wants to get more money than Leonard from Indy. And for him to want that kind of a deal and to dump an agent and think he's going to execute a deal like that for himself is a little bit wonky in the first place. This guy, when he came in as a rookie, if you remember, didn't sign right away. All the way, he kept it up to the 11th hour. He didn't sign. He came in late. He couldn't even start in the Green Bay game, that game where Khalil Mack scored the touchdown in the first game, but we still lost. Uh, You know, he didn't start in that game when he should have. He's been off the field for personal reasons that they never told you what the hell was going on with him. So he's had his issues. So anybody who's going to, you know, 
you know, make this guy out to be a saint and put him on some kind of a pedestal and say, you know, he's done everything the right, not saying he, he hasn't done things the right way, but he had that, you know, he's gotten in some off the field stuff with the car crash, that that bizarre accuser from TikTok earlier in the off season. Now I know nothing about the validity of it, but I'm just saying, let's not make Roquan Smith out to be some kind of like Saint, Saint Roquan. He is not. And the fact that he wants to get paid, like uh, Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard, whatever you want to call him now. Um, You know, Roquan is a great player. He's a great player. There's no question about that. But I do feel like I I said earlier in the summer that I I did get the feeling right off the bat that he was a luxury item that I wasn't so sure that the Bears were going to bend over backwards to make sure that they could retain. Now, do you think, saying all of that, and – Roquan Smith not being the smartest guy, uh, as of what Mike said as well. He's not the smartest guy. He's going into this on his own, trying to get this rich contract and being the highest paid off ball linebacker. Where does it, I, I just don't understand where he even starts one. And then number two is on the other side of the negotiation table, you have someone just as dumb, I think, which is Ryan Poles. I don't think that he knows how to make negotiations or make make negotiations or make moves or make trades. What do you think about Ryan Poles? Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to hide the fact that I was excited when they hired Ryan Poles. I, okay. I I thought Ryan Poles, you know, number one, he's a former offensive lineman. He's a former bears offensive lineman. Granted yeah. he wasn't the high, most highly touted offensive lineman, but I think he, he, you know, having that familiarity with that position, that's been such a position in need for them for the last however many years, was a good thing. I thought the pedigree from where he came from and some of the draft classes he was directly responsible for or with from Kansas City was another thing that I really, uh, you know, was was hyped up about for him. You know, he oversaw the selection of a lot of core guys over there that helped them build that little mini dynasty run that they went over. I don't want to call it a dynasty because they only did win one ring, but still the, the level of of going back to the conference championship game almost every year I mean, that's something that I would love to see in Chicago. So I was excited about that. I think Poles, you know, again, he's building his regime all new front to back. And you got, you know, these other guys that handle the contract numbers in there. Um, The one guy, his name escapes me right now. And he's known kind of as like a real hard ass uh, negotiator on the bear side. I'm talking about when it comes to crunching the numbers and stuff like a real Mm -hmm. stiff ass you know, but what bothers me is that the Bears always will harp on, you know, we're going to do what's best for the Bears. We're going to do what's best for the team. And I said earlier today, I said, what's best for business in this business is winning football games and yep. championships. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Bears for the last four decades have been terrible at that. They've right. been terrible. Save one, you know, one or two seasons every other decade. They've been terrible at it. So maybe they need to change their modus operandi and take a good, long, hard look in the mirror because whatever practices they've been using over the last however many years haven't been, uh, you know, panning out for them well. Yeah, exactly. And I just I, I don't like the off off season moves that he's made. A lot of players got arrested, and I know there's nothing he could possibly do about that. Maybe a better background check. I don't know, but. uh it's just a lot of problems. And the way that I see it, I don't see him make any splashes when uh, it was the off season. And when it was draft night, he didn't make any moves that made me go, Oh, wow. Look at this. Yeah. Wow, that's I, amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that was to be expected, though. I, I, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting much from him this offseason. I said that to everybody right off the bat. I said, don't expect anything crazy this offseason. Number one, Ryan Pace left his team with absolutely no money. They were, yeah. He kept kicking the can down down the road with the contract, with the um the restructuring of the contracts, Whitehair, Jackson, Mac, all these guys he restructured. All that money got kicked down the road, and it bit them in the ass this offseason. They had no money. They had no draft equity because he got rid of all of it because he kept trading back up into the second round every year. He traded up for Shaheen. He traded up for Anthony Miller. He traded up for um, for uh, Tevin Jenkins. All these they eventually catch up to you. It's all well and good when you're in the moment. And, you know, they were kind of they really, really believed that they were in a win now mode. They really believed yeah, that, they that did. team. So and, and, and the worst part about that was that. From 2018, they got the offense regressed and regressed and regressed, and the defense regressed and regressed and regressed. If you got two years of market decline, and then they give you another year, 2021, on top of that, and mm-hmm. you still are delusional, delusional enough to believe you're in a win now, that is why Poles is really. I mean, Poles was in it was in a shit situation, a catch 22. Yeah. Really, I I think he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. And what was he going to really do? Now this offseason, they're going to have the money, they're going to have the draft equity. If they actually end up trading Ro- Roquan, God knows what kind of draft equity they're going to have. Um, do I think that's going to happen yet? I don't know. Could be a negotiating tactic just by Smith. A lot of people seem to think that, but this offseason should tell you a lot about Ryan Poles. I think because he's going to have a lot of money. He'll have his first round pick back and we'll see exactly what kind of direction and what kind of general manager he is. I think after this first year of getting his people, he inherited a, a, a shit sandwich and he had to yeah. take a big old bite of it. So Ryan Pace was a piece of shit. I mean, he did a lot of things for us that people agreed with and people liked, but he mortgaged our future for nothing. Like our, our, we literally one playoff appear or two playoff appearances, I guess you'd say, but they were both garbage performances and Matt Nagy was a mess from the beginning to the end. Uh, besides that coach of the year, we know he won that and everybody thought, oh my God, this is the future. This guy, everybody, uh, so remember the, fooled. yeah. And then the, the next year, I think, I think everybody was fooled, you know, but again, the, you, the first half of 18, the offense, the first half of 18, the scripted first drives, the scripted first drive in the first half, the second half. And then all of a sudden, once teams started getting more and more of him and Trubisky on film and what that offense right. was about, there was a rapid decline, starting with that Sunday night game against the Rams when they won that game like 13 to three or whatever the hell it was when mm-hmm. Goff looked horrible and Trubisky looked horrible. After that game, the offense, they, they played the Niners on the road. They didn't score 20 points. They were really, really bad after, after that point. The offense regressed and regressed. And it was just the, if it wasn't for that defense that year and how historically good that defense was, they would have, you know, who knows what would have happened that year. Obviously the playoffs were the playoffs. The double doink was the double doink, but you know, again, just unfortunate set of of, uh, circumstances, but you know, it, it is what it is. You know, we move on, we move on and. But it's going to be a long year this year. I mean, make no mistake about it. This year is going to be miserable again. It's going to be bad. Do you have them over or under six and a half wins? Probably under. Yeah, I probably. Think if, I, if a gun, first of all, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch a future with the Bears. Uh, I don't really care for future, mm-hmm. uh, future win loss records with my own team because I, I'd rather bet them week by week, and I bet against them a lot of times. I mean, and yeah. I'll root for them, and I'll still bet against them. I mean, that's just and people will be like, "How could you do that? You're a fucking." You're a hater. You're not a real like fan. This. You're not a yeah. true fan. Just watch, follow the money, you know, follow the money. If you bet against them, you probably made a lot of money last year. Um, but yeah, I would, if gun to my head, I say under, I'd have to say under, yeah. I mean, they just, the roster isn't good. 
it's, it's like just they, not good. They declined in like every position too. There's not a position. Secondary they... probably got better if they're healthy. That's about mm, it. Yeah, I think the yeah. secondary is better if healthy because I think Brisker's a real player. I think Brisker and Jackson uh, together. Yeah, and and, and Jackson and, stinks. Yeah, well, he, he, he certainly he certainly has been awful, and nobody's been calling him out more than I've called him out every year. But I do think that Brisker is like an Amos type of player, but better. I think Brisker has a higher ceiling than Amos. Wow. He's a he's a he's a physical guy. I think he can get in people's faces. I think he's got the right attitude, the mentality, the toughness, and a little bit of ball skills. I think he's a better Adrian Amos, and I think. Jackson was paired with Haha Clinton Dix. That was a total disaster because they're two of the same exact players. They don't want to tackle anybody and they just want to sit back there and try and get a pick six every play. And then when you had uh Quentin, uh, who'd they have? Quentin Demps for the last two years, right? Or no? Who's the who was the 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 other safety across from Jackson the last two years now? <sighs> wasn't he a long-term guy too? Like the, he was one of the longest. He was from players. the Texans. They don't the, the Texans. Yeah, yeah the I, Texans, just, I uh, can't believe his name's escaping me right now. Uh I'll tell you right now. Oh, Gibson, Gibson, Gibson. Oh, yeah, okay. Gibson. Gibson, Uh, Yeah, yeah, so Gibson, I felt like, you know, again, not an ideal match. I think this is an ideal match for him. And now you get Kyler Gordon, who I do think is going to be a very good corner in the league. You got Jalen Johnson. So I think immediate upgraded secondary. But you look at the D-line, ain't going to be as good. You look at the offensive offensive line, not solidified. The wide receiver group, everybody's hurt. So that's not going to be better. You know, the running back, the running back group is good. The running back group is good. Uh, the tight ends, I'm still not sold on Cole Komet until he puts together a year of performance yep. on a field where he actually catches the football and does something. And I know tight ends, the learning curve for tight ends, sometimes it could take like three, four years for these guys to really hit their stride. Fine, no problem. But on paper, positional, the only group I think got markedly better is the secondary. That's it. Right. But 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 our D-line is so bad now, especially without Khalil Mack and secondary. Half of having a good secondary is having a good front. Yeah, you need to get pressure on the quarterback, and you know yeah, they're gonna, can, they're they're riding a lot on this kid uh, Gibson from from Tulsa that they drafted a couple of years ago, um, number ninety nine. He's, he's been decent player. though. Yeah, he's, he's a very good player. But I mean, they're 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 letting a lot ride on him and Robert Quinn. So they figure between the two of them, and they got Muhammad from uh, from Indy. He's familiar with Eberflus's defense, and they said he's been very impressive at camp. He's been good. He knows the system. So maybe they'll get the edge presence that they need. Uh, they whiffed on their inside technique guy with uh, the the player from the Bengals who failed the physical and the whole oh, nonsense yeah. that happened there. Uh, they got Jackson from San Diego or what is it now? L.A. I'm sorry. I'm still I'm so old. I still yeah, call come him on San now. Diego. I still call him the San Diego. <laughs> I still call the commanders, the Redskins. I'm I'm horrible. I'm horrible. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think they whiffed on a couple things there. And again, I just don't think they had the resources to really build. There was no way. There was no way they were going to fix this roster in one off. This is going to take three no. full off seasons. You had your first one now, and you got to have two more, I think, to really get in a contender spot. I think next year they'll get better, and then. But I really think it's going to take one more off season after this one. But well, I think while you were talking about Roquan Smith earlier, kind of convinced me that it would be not. It wouldn't be that bad of an idea now if uh, he was not on the Bears next year because if we got some good capital. And then we get now. Yeah, if, if if we could trade him high now, we can see what we can get for the guy. I guess you know, like if if Holes is good with the capital, and he does good in next year's offseason, then it's it's a he's hit. Still, but it's also he's still, he's still worth a first round pick. 
Rohan. because he was a first round pick. You know, he's he's a plug and play player. That the top ten pick. Yeah, um, is that going to translate to definitely getting a first rounder in compensation so. for him? I don't think so. I, I think I think you get a second for him. I mean, Khalil Mack got a second. Now, granted, Khalil Mack is is five six years older than Roquan Smith. That mm-hmm. certainly makes Smith, a difference. Roquan Smith is twenty five years old. I mean, that, I think that's worth a late first round. I'm not saying that in theory he's not worth it because I do think he's a top five. He's a top five linebacker off the off ball. He's probably arguably a top three. Maybe you can make the argument he's the best one. Now that's up for debate. I look at Fred Warner. I look at Shaquille Leonard, Darius Leonard, whatever you want. I look at those guys and I really say, you know, these are special players. I'm not saying that Roquan is not a special player. I think he's a great player, but I do think as Bear fans we tend to romanticize linebackers with this yeah. organization. That's what we're programmed to do. Believe me, I got the Buckus jersey hanging in my basement. I talk to Brian Erlacher on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is this is what we do. Buckus, Singletary, Erlacher, all the way back to Will George. I mean, all the way back to guys, you know, it's it goes on. The list goes on and on of, of the history of linebackers. Lance Briggs, even the guys that, you know, maybe weren't first ballot Hall of Famer guys. There's great pedigree there. So I think Bears fans do tend to romanticize that position a little bit and they overblow his value a little bit. Um, not to say that he's not a great football player. I think he is. And I think he's underappreciated because he's not this guy who's like the sack guy or like the ball hawking right. linebacker who's going to get the in. He's not flashy. He really does a lot of the dirty work. And he's on a terrible team. He's on a te- he's on a terrible team. He's on a terrible team. He, he you know he's been on a terrible. Now it's, it's like putting makeup on a pig. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's offensively, the pig. offense just puts so much pressure on this defense over the last couple oh, of years. Definitely. I mean, so much pressure on him. You know, you would say that when he was playing with with them in eighteen and nineteen, when they were you know still pretty formidable. You know, he looked he looked very good his rookie year, especially when they did some interesting things with him. Then they blitz him every once in a while. I thought he looked excellent when they used to blitz him. I used to scream at the TV. They didn't blitz him enough through the A gap, B gap. I thought he was a great middle blitzer. And I don't think that they used it enough. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to be on this team this year. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I think it could be a, a negotiating tactic. I think it definitely, you know, they might've had something set at the table and he didn't have an agent and it just twisted him the wrong way. And his reaction immediately was, you know, um, uh, uh, a triggered reaction. And he wrote the notes, like you said, and no GM wants to deal like no GMs. They tell they say it in everything. Like the GMs don't want to deal with the social media bullshit. Like they right. don't want to see the players do that kind of stuff. It just aggra- it makes things worse. And I think Poles did the right thing today. He addressed the media. He he came out and spoke about it right away. He didn't let it linger. He didn't let it fester. He came right out. He said, "Listen, I want to sign the guy. It's unfortunate where it's at right now. Whether you believe him or not, that's you know a whole nother story. But that's where we're think? at." What do you think with, with what Paul says? Um, Everything I, you take is a grain of salt with that guy too, like with anything in the media. But what do you think? Yeah, I think that I think anybody would be foolish mm-hmm. to think that he doesn't want a football player like that of that caliber at the end of the day. And a guy like Matt Eberflus is a defensive first guy, the new head coach. Anybody like that is going to recognize that this guy knows how to play football at a very high level. Mm-hmm. Is he the perfect guy for Eberflus' system? That's a question to be asked. I don't know the answer to that. To me, is he a Darius Leonard? Is he as good as Darius Leonard? I mean, Bears fan. Now, see, I'll say he's not 
And then Bears fans will freak out. They'll freak out and say, how, how could you say that? You should go root for the Colts then. No, I'm just being, I'm just being honest. Is he good? Is he as good as Darius Leonard? I don't know. But yeah. you know why? You're splitting hairs. So let's just leave it at he's an extremely talented football player. There's no way a guy like Poles and Eberflus don't recognize that and just don't want there's no way they just don't want him. There's no right. way they don't want him. He he hasn't caused any drama to that level where you're like, yo, we got to get rid of this guy. This guy's become a distraction. He's a problem. You know, we got to get rid of him. I just think the price he's, he's trying to reset the market for off ball linebackers. And when you want to look at the simple numbers and the facts, the guy's got one forced fumble, I believe. And Leonard Floyd has like 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. In his career, if you're comparing careers, I, the numbers, it, it was crazy. I saw the stat earlier today and I was like, holy shit. Like, and that's not to say that he's not better than Leonard Floyd. Of course he is. But the bottom line is, you know, he's demanding so much money. He wants to reset the whole market. If that's true, what Rappaport's reporting and all these guys are reporting wants to be paid more than Darius Leonard. You're going to pay a guy like that. That's a major, major financial commitment to a non-edge rusher, a non-offensive tackle, a non-quarterback, and a non-wide receiver. And those four positions are the positions that typically in the NFL these days reset the market. Corner, edge, offensive tackle, quarterback. Those are the positions you want to sink that heavy investment into. Off-ball linebacker sometimes just ain't it, bro. Like, it, right. it ain't it. And and I, I get it. Everybody wants him on the team. I want him on the team. I think he's great. I think he's great. But at the same time, I think people really need to be a little bit realistic. If the Bears were a Super Bowl contender this year, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, they, the roster was steady, I'd say you'd be a fucking nut job not to sign him because he's that luxury piece that could push you and push you right over that precipice where you need to to go, like the like the Rams did with Von Miller. Yeah, that you know, was now, that was fucking nuts. Right, but they did it. They made the move, but they knew they were on the precipice of greatness. Are the Bears on the precipice of greatness? Absolutely not. No. Not right now. Not right now. It's, They're not. The so, and I don't even know when, when, like, I can't even see, obviously we're hoping and we're obviously taking a gamble here with polls and hopefully, you know, he pans out in the next few years, but if it doesn't, then here we are again and again and again and again. And I feel like ever since lovey, it's been such a fucking shit show. It's a rotating to, door. Now you said you were talking to, you talked to Brian Erlacher and a bunch of guys. What do you, do you get a feel from them? Like, what do the older older guys think about this current they're regime? Pissed. Yeah, they're, right. They're they're pissed about they're pissed about Brian and Alex Brown spoke to him both today. They're both pissed about Brian doesn't understand why the Bears won't just pay him, and his reasoning is because they talk about him his his contributions on the field, his contributions off the field. They laud him. They picked him with a top ten pick. They talk about how great he plays every year. Like, okay, so pay him. That's his that's his opinion. Alex Brown, we do the weekly show during the season every week. Um, and he's been singing, Ro if you've ever listened to it, he is he sings Roquan's praises every week. He, he wanted Roquan paid last year. He wanted them to handle this last season. He said, let's knock this out and let's handle it now so we don't have to get to this point. But, of course, they got to the point. He's pissed. And he brought up the point of, you know, they used to take care of guys. You know, he pointed out that in the years when he played with Vasher and Tillman uh, and Brian and Lance, he's like, you know, they took care of all of us, including himself. He's like, they took care of all of us. They pay, they paid us. And I, you know, I wanted to say, and I haven't spoken to him, I, I'm going to say it to him on the phone and be like, you know, a little bit different set of circumstances. I said, you guys had an elite core 
of defenders. And this team, I mean, you're talking about a team that won the NFC title. I mean, this team hasn't done jack shit since 2010. Okay. When they went to the NFC title game, they haven't, have they won a playoff game since 2010? No, that I'm aware of. No, right. They haven't won a playoff game since 2010. Uh, they, they backdoored their way into a wild card game. They had no business being in during COVID year with the saints. They had no business being in the playoffs that year. That was no. an embarrassment. And then 2018, of course, was, that was a heartbreaker because I really thought that I thought that they had something just there was a little magic in the air that year. I really was like, we could actually ride this thing out. But, you know, the injuries the and defense. all the late injuries and shit. Yeah, the injury, the defense was special. I mean, the defense was spe- yeah. They could score a touchdown at any time. You didn't know. You know, they were they were special. And the worst part about that, I, I don't know if you guys remember. Obviously, you guys do. But remember the offseason? That whole offseason, we were so focused on, all right, we need a kicker. We need a kicker. We need to get a kicker. Once we get a kicker, we will be fine. Everything will be gravy. We just need a kicker now. And we focused so much on getting a kicker that we forgot every single position needs improvement, too, that we need to improve on. And uh, 2019 happened. And then 2020 happened. And then here we are now. So it's just been a a shit show. I want to throw a curveball at you on this one. Uh, A lot of people have been talking about it because Herbert's been – you know, he's been standing out in training camp this year. What are your thoughts on David Montgomery? And would you be opposed to trading him? I wouldn't be opposed to trade. I wouldn't be, oppo- I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be opposed to trading anybody. Yeah. Who's not okay. named Justin. Yeah, yeah. Who's, yeah. who's not named Justin Fields. I would trade anybody. I, okay. Anybody who knows I'm a, I'm a huge fields believer. I'm a huge fields advocate uh, to the dismay of, of Jersey Jerry, actually, because we've had that discussion numerous times. Uh, Shout but, out Jerry. But, um, yeah, no, I would have no issue in trading David Montgomery. And again, people freak out about that. Uh, you know, running backs in the NFL in today's day and age, show me the last long-term deal. Show me the last long-term deal with a running back in the last five years. that's going to work out for anybody. Right. right. You see what there it's, you know, some of them, yes, they're they're more well-rounded. They do things better than others. Um, but you see what Dallas did with a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. They ran, they ran, they beat the brakes off this guy. I mean, he, his wheels are done, man. I remember watching him at Ohio State. I mean, he was getting 20 something carries a game at Ohio State for three, for two years in a row, every single game getting pounded. Then he comes in. He had a great, he had a great couple years there with the Cowboys, got his contract, but you can't pay these guys that it's just the position is not, that's not what the NFL is anymore. And I try to say that to people and people disagree with me and that's fine. Me personally, I would never, never give David Montgomery a gigantic contract. I just would not extend them with a gigantic contract. It's just me. You could tell me that he's great for the team. He's great for the locker room. That's fine. But if he's going to demand the kind of money that's going to, I just, I'm not, again, I'm not willing to sink money in any positions like that other than corner, edge, tackle, quarterback, maybe other offensive line positions also, uh, depending. But to me, that's where the champions are built in the NFL. Now you take a look at the Rams, the quarterback, the wide receivers, the yep. edge rushers, the corners. That's how, that's how you build a champion in today's NFL. And they, by the way, everyone yeah. who wants to bitch about homegrown players, Leonard Floyd, not homegrown, Vaughn Miller, not homegrown, Jalen Ramsey, not homegrown, Matt Stafford, not homegrown, Odell Beckham, not homegrown. So people who want to bitch and moan about, oh, Roquan's homegrown. I've heard the term home homegrown about 30 fucking times today. And I just these other teams have shown that, that that's not necessary. You build and you build and you build until you hit the point where you think you're really ready. And then you go all in. Then you right. go all in. 
Right. And I feel like this is the year, uh, these years are the years of, you know, how the NBA had the super teams and this, it was just like always consistent, consistent, yep. consistent. Yep. I feel like the NFL finally caught up and we're like, all right, we need to buy teams. It might go back to where you could build through the draft. But right now what the Rams are doing where they just got fucking Bobby Wagner to replace Von Miller. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're doing things that they need to do to stay strong and right. they're not doing it through the draft. And like you said, the Rams, nobody even, Cam Akers was a non-factor this year because he was hurt, obviously. And then you got uh, Henderson. Yeah, they were whatever, but they weren't stud running backs that are going to help you win. And that's the problem is people over, especially Bears fans, they'll overvalue these positions, especially the running back position. I've heard, oh, extend, extend, extend Montgomery, you know, but guess what? Herbert is another plug and play guy. You could do it's it's been like that for the Bears forever, too. We had Tillman and then it went to fucking uh, who's the other guy that is out of the league now? Fuller, and then it went to Cohen. You know, it just it goes back to back to back to back, boom, 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 and uh, that's just how. Yeah, it I mean, uh, the Rams. You know, you're losing Odell Beckham Jr. Van Jefferson gets hurt. They sign Allen Robinson. You don't think yeah. Allen Robinson is going to play really well there? Allen Robinson's going to really have a sick year. He's, he's going to have a great year. You know why? He's not even the number one guy, and he's definitely – it's not even a question he's not the number one guy. Cooper Cup is the clear number one oh, guy. Oh, yeah. The Bears haven't had a clear number one guy in a long time, bro. And, you know, Marshall Marshall with Cutler was, was a number one. Oh, Robinson, was I, I, Robinson, yeah, yeah, his yeah, first, yeah. His first, his first year, two yeah, years. His first year, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just talking about a guy who, like, to me, is a dominant take over the game type of wideout. To El- me, and El- I, Elshon Jeffrey, stop Jeffrey, it, Jeffrey again. El- guys, Jeffrey guys, had, stop had it. Two years. Stop it, guys. Stop. He, we're not going to talk about Elshon Jeffrey because he hated Chicago. He's a yeah, piece of shit. So we don't talk about people yeah, that hate Chicago. That's fine, but I. When the Bears had Elshon Jeffrey when he was in his prime, I would just say, why aren't they just throwing the ball up to him? Yeah, yeah. they should. And the problem was, is every week he had a hamstring or he had a quad yeah, right. or a calf. Yeah, he right, always right, had right. the soft tissue stuff. But I'm, you know, when I talk about like, like, when are the Bears going to have a Jamar Chase? When are the Bears going to have a Justin Jefferson? When right. are the Bears going to have, uh, you know, um, a, Dev- a, Dev- a Devontae right? Adams? I, I love Darnell Mooney. I love Dar. I think Darnell Mooney is. Going to be the best wide receiver two in the league. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And there's nothing wrong with that. People think there's something wrong with that. There's not. I'm just talking about a dominant, big-bodied one. Unless you're talking about a guy like Tyreek Hill who has speed like no one's ever seen before. That's the difference. Tyreek Hill could be his size because he's just so much different of a runner than all these other guys. But I'm talking about these big-bodied, just absolute stud outside guys like a Jefferson or, you know, a Nook when he was still in his prime. I think he's a little bit, I hope he comes back because he was, he was one of the best wide receivers to watch Julio Jones, right? A guy like that, an absolute dominant outside the bears. The the bears don't got somebody. They don't have never had that. I I would say that Marshall, I I honestly think Marshall Marshall was like, that's what I'm saying. These guys, when are we going to land somebody like that? When are we yeah. going to get somebody like, what does it take to get a guy like that? Like, and what is the fucking also, problem? 
it also takes you know why because we keep drafting because we keep drafting fucking linebackers yeah exactly right? i was just gonna say and that's and that's fine i get it it's fine you gotta build you gotta have a defense too there's two sides of the ball i get it but today's nfl like we gotta at least consider the fact that maybe the offense just should get a little bit more attention than the defense a little bit a little bit yeah. because the game is tailored to the offense they don't let the defense fucking do anything you hit the guy in a certain way you get right. a 15 yard penalty you saw it in the first in the fucking Hall of Fame game, the first play, they called roughing the passer. The guy didn't even touch him. It's ridiculous. This is what happens. It's not built for the defense. Dick Buckus couldn't play in today's no. NFL. He would no. get thrown no. out after the first game. It's not the no. it's not the game anymore. Night Train Lane, those guys like that. They Steve Atwater. These guys could never play in today's NFL. It's not. It's John, not the same. John Lynch has an interview where he talks about that. Where he talks about how he. There's no way he could play in this league. There's, uh, these guys, and what happens is these guys then in their head, they slow down. Like they slow down because they think about getting penalties. And that's and more that, dangerous. Right. right. And that's more dangerous. And then guys don't look the way they should look. And it causes a whole nother yeah. issue. So, yeah, I mean, that's the Bears. I, I went on a whole thing last year about how I don't think the Bears have one true game wrecking player on the entire offense. Besides, I think the closest one is Fields. I don't think they have a game-wrecking player. I don't think they've had a game-wrecking player in quite some time. Uh, people will say, oh, Tariq Cohen, oh, Darnell Mooney, oh, David Montgomery. No, no, I, I do not believe that. I don't believe right. that, and I'm not hating on them. But again, when you tell a game-wrecking player, I'm talking about a Tyreek Hill, a Travis Kelsey, a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase, a Devontae Adams, somebody of that caliber. And most teams, by the way, have them. I went through every team, and everybody had somebody except maybe five teams, the Texans, the Jets, the Bears, and a couple others that I, I can't think off the top of my head. But majority of the teams had at least Lions. one. Had at least one. We don't have any. None. Zero, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think I, agree. I would agree. Yeah. I think I, I think uh, we could say Fields. You could oh, say Fields. Yeah, Fields. I, that's why I gave the caveat. I think Fields – if Fields, if they actually do the job and they surround this guy with a legitimate offensive line and they give this guy some legitimate talent around him in the in the in the skill position, and I think Mooney is a great start, and I think maybe this Valus Jones, if he could catch the football, could be you know serviceable. I think the running backs are good enough. I think the running backs are fine, but I need him to have a real tight end, and maybe mm-hmm. it's Cole Komet. Maybe Cole Komet breaks out this year. Maybe he does. He needs a real tight end, and he needs. Two more legitimate receivers, one of which needs to be a true one. At that point, I think you'll see Justin Field, but it starts up front. And they bring in a center that's supposed to run the whole offense, that's familiar with Luke Getze's offense, knows it like the back of his hand, and what happens? He breaks his fucking thumb or rips his thumb in the first practice, whatever, so he's out. Lucas is out for a little bit of time. I, I think he should be back not not too long. And then you got a guy like Tevin Jenkins. And his whole situation, he was supposed to be the guy. And then you got Larry Baram. And then you got Braxton Jones, who they said looks pretty good, and they're starting him at left tackle. So there, it's just everything is so up in what if, what if. Everything is what if with the Bears. What if, what if. There's no definites. You know, you definitely know the Buffalo Bills are going to be really good. Yeah. Josh right. Allen's going to be really fucking good. Yeah. They're going to be – the team is going to be really good. You know the we're Chiefs, even without – yeah, even without Ty, uh, without Tyreek Hill, you know the Chiefs are going to be really fucking good because they have Pat Mahomes and they have Andy Reid and they have Travis Kelsey and they got enough on defense right. to be really fucking good. There's not what ifs. The Bears are always well. If this, if that, if this, if the... that's not the way. you the can't ifs. you can't win in the NFL with what ifs. You can't. 
Yeah, a hope and a dream is not going to win you. Yeah, a hope and a dream is never going to win you a fucking championship. Um, Mike, I feel like a scumbag because we I said only 20, 30 minutes, but I totally forgot. We didn't talk about the fucking Tevin Jenkins situation. We didn't talk about why you like Justin Fields so much. So uh, I apologize. We're going to keep going, whether you like it or not. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. All right. So let's talk about Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins, uh, he missed seven practices. He's finally back. Uh, What do you think about the whole situation? Well, I think, again, here's the situation. Is are, are they looking to trade him? Is he looking to request a trade? Again, it's a, it's another one of these, these, these stories that have so many legs on them. Because why? Because it's August and the Bears haven't even played a, a preseason game yet. So these right. stories are the only stories that the beat writers have, and they're going to run with them. Tevin Jenkins, all I'll say is this. Tevin Jenkins is a back injury. Uh, he says he's 90% recovered. How accurate that is, I don't know. Right. Um, did they know about this injury? When they drafted him, I'm going to say probably, yeah. I'm yeah. going to say probably they knew to the full extent, and they were so non-transparent about injuries last year under Pace and Nagy all the time anyway um, that it didn't matter, and they were just going to do it. And as a fan, you were just going to have to deal with what was going to happen. So I think right now as it stands, I think he's fighting for a job. I think Tevin Jenkins is is the type of offensive lineman I like. From the limited sample size I saw, at least I saw a guy who went out there and when they fucked with his quarterback, he lost his mind yeah. and went crazy. And I'd rather have that than some soulless jerk off like Jermaine Effetti who grabbed him to pull him away. What in the fight? Shit. When there's nothing going on, you're not losing. So what? You lose that game. They're, you're not winning anything that season. At least have some pride and stand up for your quarterback and be a man about it. Jermaine Effetti, the biggest coward by my estimation. I called him out a million times over about it. it. Was disgusting. I thought it was putrid, disgusting, whatever you want, vile, whatever you want to call it. it was fucking gross. Everyone Have online was balls. saying that that it, it was, was a like bitch, a yeah. bad trait for Tevin Jenkins. And no, it's like, a great that, trait. Uh, that's that's like rule number one. Don't, we need don't a tough fuck guy. with my quarterback, especially, uh, especially because he doesn't look like a tough line. guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, he looks like a doofus. I mean, yeah. let's call it for what it is, but he's a big boy. There's no question about it. He's a big yeah. boy. But you know what? That is supposedly fits Paul. The, the thing that confuses me is that Paul's whole thing was he wants nasty guys on the offensive line. And to me, all you heard about Tevin Jenkins coming out of Oklahoma State was how nasty this guy was and how tough of a guy he was and how he played with anger and aggression and finished plays. So to me, he fits the mold for what Poles is looking for. Now, maybe scheme-wise, the way he blocks, the way he moves, uh, his pulling ability, I don't know, the way he anchors, his pass blocking, his running up, maybe he's not built for the scheme that gets he wants to run. Again, these are things that are so like detail-oriented that I don't really have the answer to that. But I will say that I think him being at practice is a good thing, and I think him competing for a starting job is a great thing for the Bears. The Bears right. need competition on the offensive line. There's no question about it. And uh, on the other side where the current right tackle starter is, uh, I think, Larry Borum, it, yep. it, it has to be impressive to know that he's actually showing out for, I think he was a fifth-round draft pick, and fifth he's actually showing prom- promise. He's, he's, he's staying there at the right tackle. So – is he flexible? Could we move him to the left tackle? Could we move Tevin to the right? I don't know. I don't think, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think you can move Barom to the left tackle. I think you could kick him in. You could definitely kick him in at guard. The right guard, yeah. Yeah, you could kick him in at guard. I think you could play guard or right tackle. Um, fifth rounder out of Missouri. I think that he got enough playing time last year, and I thought mm-hmm. he held his own. I thought he did fine. And, uh, again, I think if once Patrick comes back and you have Lucas Patrick anchoring the whole thing, 
that's really where you're going to see a little bit of a difference, I think. And it was so unfortunate. That was more devastating to me, honestly. Wasn't it Lucas the first Pat- play? Lucas Pat- yeah, it was horrible. It was like Lucas Patrick going down and people, again, I'll get, I'll get fried for this. I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will say right now, you could have told me that Eddie Jackson tore his thumb and he was going to be out, or you could have told me that uh, David Montgomery tore his thumb and he's going to be out. I would rather either of those guys' injuries have happened than Lucas Patrick because Patrick came from Getzi's offense. He's a renowned quality starting lineman. He could play a bunch of different positions. He could play. You know he could play. He knows the offense, and he was the guy that was going to be the key, I think, to anchor the middle of that line, give them stability, and give Fields the familiarity on the field to translate all the new shit that he's getting in the headset and in the playbooks on the field. So to me, his importance is much more than Eddie Jackson's, much more than a guy like David Montgomery's. So for me, him getting hurt was worse than if you told me these other guys got hurt. He would have been like one of the last guys other than Fields and maybe Mooney that I'd want to see get hurt because he's going to be critical to this team's success, in my opinion. Yeah, and I feel like you keep saying I don't. I don't give a shit if uh, these people don't agree with me, but oh, I feel like people a lot more. Me, man. Well, that's the, that's the problem. Oh, is it, they it's, hate it's, me. They're delusional in the aspect of they're so used to they're so used to like just dumb football moves, dumb Chicago Bears football. And people, you say that in Chicago, it's so disrespectful to say it's dumb Chicago Bear football. But literally, we have been dumb Chicago Bear football because since 1985, you haven't won nothing. And I understand there is that the era with uh, Brian Tillman and all that, which is great. That was a great era. But what did we do right afterwards? We fucked it all up. And now we're in a 12-year shit show that we can't get out of. We're back yep. to where we were. Um that Lucas Pat, uh, Patrick thing, though, uh, is it Patrick Lucas or is it Lucas Patrick? Lucas Patrick. Lucas, Lucas Patrick. Uh, not he's the, not the best player, most important player. Yeah, yeah, he's the uh, he's, he's, he's critical. He's the critical of the offense. I was so pumped when they signed him because I really was like, "This is a great." That to me was a great. It wasn't a good signing. It was a great signing. Yeah. And for two reasons, they needed lineman help. Obviously, it addressed the position need. Great, proven, proven guy who could play in the league. Great, but. The ultimate is that familiarity with the offense. He knew the offense already. And, and you're going to have a guy who knows the offense for a young quarterback, which is important because I'm going to tell you right now, and Olin Krutz would fucking, he'd punch me in the face probably. But Sam Mustafer, unless there's a major, major, major change this year and a major improvement, I just don't think he's built to play center in the NFL. And I know that's Olin's boy, and Olin will tell you that you don't know what you're talking about. And that's fine, Olin. That's fine. I, I, I'm not. But to me, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't think he looked good last year. That's my opinion. And if Ola, if 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 Sam Mustafer is going to be the center, the starting center to start this year for any significant portion of time, he better – he better show massive improvement because that's not going to work out well. It's not going mean, to work out well. Fields is going to be running for his fucking life. He's going to be ru- he's going to be running for his life. I, I, if he's not hurt by week six, it'll be a miracle. And I really hope I'm wrong, God but I pray it. I pray he doesn't get hurt. I, that's what I'm praying for because I think he's going to be running for his life. How miserable would it be if for the rest of the after six games after six weeks? Seventh week, we have to watch fucking Simeon. Is it Simeon or is it is it Nathan? It's both. It's both. I don't know. Nathan Peters, he's on our fucking. He's our third string. Yeah, we have Trevor Simeon and Nathan. I will kill myself. I will actually kill. I'll do it on Twitter. I'll do a live stream of me killing myself if it's Nathan (laughs) Peterson or whatever the fuck his name is as our quarterback. That's miserable. It's it's just such a comedic 
two backups to have on a, a terrible team. It's like they went out and found yeah, the worst like, two backups yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you couldn't. I, I would have been much happier if they brought back like um, Chase like, Daniels. Yeah, Chase Daniel from yeah from Missouri. Or, he was like, look good. Or find find an undrafted rookie and be like, oh yeah, we got. Like, oh okay, maybe yeah. he's got something. My no. favorite part was when uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Robert Griffin the third. Obviously, I don't think he's a good quarterback now, but he could be a good backup quarterback or a good locker room guy, sure. right? Better than Trevor Simeon or fucking uh, Nathan Peterson, right. or Peterman, whoever his yeah, name is. I mean, you could you could pretty much name anybody. Name them. Yeah, yeah those better. are the bottom two backup quarterbacks in the but, league. We get them both. But fucking Robert Griffin III wanted to come here. When do you ever have a quarterback that wants to come here? You know, like a, a guy that actually yeah. wants to be part of Chicago. So that was yeah, my no. that was my mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about Justin Fields and why you like him so much. What potential you see out of him, and uh, what is his ceiling? What's his floor? All that good stuff. To me, Justin Justin Fields' ceiling, if the if the team and the roster is built right around him, is is a limitless ceiling. It's yeah. a limitless ceiling. I think he has an elite arm. I think he has an elite football IQ. I think he has elite toughness. I think that his mechanics will only improve because now he's under a real coaching staff. That's all they've been talking about is his mechanics, his footwork, his mechanics have improved, his footwork's improved, his mechanics have improved. Forget about his study habits and his love of the game. I don't think there's any question about that. But to me, if they surround him with what he needs to, to be surrounded with and they do it the right way and they build it around him, build it around him. Don't be selfish. You know what I mean? Don't be selfish. This isn't about, and they always say, this is, what's best for the team? What's best for the team? The teams in the NFL don't, teams in the NFL aren't successful if the quarterback sucks. They're just, yeah. they're not successful if the quarterback can't succeed. They're not. The quarterback is the key component to NFL team, period. He's the most important position in all of sports, the quarterback, all of professional sports, not just football. Build it the right way around him. I saw from Justin Fields, what I saw from him at Ohio State was I saw a guy who, the the thing that stands out to me is his toughness. I saw a guy who literally got almost, I thought first he tore his ACL in a game in 2019 on the road against Michigan. I thought he tore his ACL the way he tweaked his knee on. He came back two plays later rolled out of the pocket and threw a dart to Garrett Wilson on the move against his body in the end zone in Ann Arbor, 30 yards down the field for a touchdown. I saw a guy against Clemson who got spiked with a helmet in his chest by Skalski and Skalski got thrown out of the game. The linebacker for Clemson, he got spiked with the helmet to his chest. I thought there's no way he's coming back in that game. I said, there's just, there's just no way he comes back in this game. It's impossible. Guy comes back in two plays, throws another touchdown on his first play back in a tough guy. And I think his toughness is going to be potentially his downfall with Chicago because he's going to get beat up. I hope he doesn't get gun shy. I hope he doesn't get the Darnold effect with the seeing ghosts and stuff like that. I hope that doesn't happen to him. This guy should be priority number one for this organization. The only issue I think is, is that he's not their guy. He's not their guy. They didn't draft him. Paul's didn't draft him. Eberflus wasn't there when he was drafted. None of these guys were. Yeah. So is he their guy? I know he's my guy. I know I love the guy. I believe in the guy. I thought that was the best move Pace had made in his entire tenure as GM. I thought that was the move. I thought finally this guy did it right. They got the quarterback. They got the guy. 
But do these, does the new regime believe in him? Is that their guy? And you know what? He could be amazing. And it, he just simply may not be their guy. They may see something that they, they like better or they don't like in him. And, you know, he's got to cut the turnovers down. There's no question. He's yeah. got to protect the football. He's gonna, and that's just, he wants to make plays. You know, he's a young quarterback. He wants to make plays. This guy's not used to losing. This guy, this guy was right. a five-star. He was the number one A and B prospect coming out of high school with Trevor Lawrence. It was him and Trevor Lawrence, the number one A and B. He went to Georgia. Lawrence went to Clemson. He had a play behind, uh, behind uh, what's his name? Jake, Jake, Fromm. Uh, Jake Fromm. Jake from State Fromm, whatever yeah. I was going to call him. He played behind Jake Fromm. Fromm had that success. He, he knew he was going to play somewhere else. He wanted to play. He goes to Ohio State, has success there. Doesn't lose any games, really. He loses playoff games. That's all he lost. He won a playoff game, lost a playoff game. Didn't lose to any of their rivals, undefeated seasons, regular seasons. Didn't lose games. Didn't lose. He comes here. It's a whole new ball game. You're not yeah. the you're not winning every game here. You're not even winning close to every game. In fact, you're not even scoring points here. That's how yeah. bad things are. So, you know, he's gonna try and make those extra effort plays, and those are the kind of plays that Normally, unfortunately, in the NFL, if you try and do some dumb shit like that, you either A, get injured, or B, turn the football over. Either way, that's a bad recipe for the Bears. And I, I was an advocate for like starting him or getting him out there the only way oh, that he too. is going to get – the way that he's going to get fucking you know, lessons and like learn is to be on the field. That's the only way you're going to learn. But they threw him out there. That wow. game, that first game, oh, the, the dogs game. That was, the that, was, that was that was an abomination. That, that was, was an, that was an absolute sabotage job, and you know it because he basically flat out said it. Yeah, he basically flat out said it this offseason that it was a sabotage job. And also, listen, as a Bears fan, nobody wants to hear that Andy Dalton is going to be the starting quarterback and he's the best option. And you know what Andy Dalton is. There was no way they were going to win anything. Don't try and sell me that Andy Dalton's going to make some miracle comeback and all of a sudden become a playoff caliber winning quarterback now at this stage right. of his career. Like, right. Don't try and sell me that. Just tell me you made a promise to him. You made a backdoor promise, which is a bad look by a coach. It's a bad look because all these guys going out there every day and you're telling them they got to bust their ass to keep their job or maybe you lose respect. Them. Yeah. Lose respect. This guy. So this guy has no chance of winning the, winning the job if he outworks them. He's not the best. The best player should play. That's yeah. that's. This is not little league. This is the NFL. The best player at the position should play. Exactly. Especially so, now, these guys come from college. Even these quarterbacks, they come in and they they're ready to play. Yeah, it's not a lot like of back are. in the day. It's not like back in the day where Aaron Rodgers needs to sit behind Brett Favre and watch him play for five years. He. Justin no, they throw these guys to the wolves and, you know, it either, it either pans out and, you know, unfortunately a lot of times it doesn't pan out. You know, a lot of these guys, most of the time, you know, you don't get a Patrick Mahomes, you don't get a Josh Allen, you know, a yeah. lot of times, most of the times you get Mitch Trubisky. That's, that's the normal, that's the norm. What happens. Trevor and, you know, nothing against Mitch and, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to hold off uh, Rudolph or um, Pickett for the Steelers. Were you a Mitch guy job, but. You know, I was a Mitch guy to the point where I, I was a I'm a Bears fan, so I rooted for his success. I wanted him to be great. I saw flashes of him where I was like, you know, this guy's good. And then I just watched a guy who, if his first or second read weren't there, that was it. Like, yeah, he was like a mental read, midget. If his first read wasn't there, it was like the panic. Like you just saw everything break down so quickly, so quickly. Mm -hmm. And a guy who to me 
his main issue to me, and I don't think he'd ever be taught, is like he could pick you apart underneath. He could dink and dunk you down the field. But whenever he had deep shots, like once in a while, yes. But to me, he threw such an inconsistent deep ball. And in the NFL, I just think in today's NFL, you've got to be able to throw a consistent deep ball. And that's one of Fields' biggest strengths, if not his biggest strength. So, you know, it's a major uh, jump and transition from a guy like Mitch to a guy like Justin. Same athleticism. Um, probably, you know, obviously Justin, probably a little superior of an athlete, but the, the deep ball accuracy from fields is usually astounding. Now camp, Beautiful. I know he's had his misses, but you know, it's camp, you know what I mean? He's getting back to game speed, you know, right. throwing a football to a guy in the off season is not the same as running against the defense, timing routes, getting a safety to bite pump, faking head faking. Like it's not the same. So I'm not worried about that camp. at all. Right. Camp right. is the point to get back into the rhythm. You're right. going to have those throws. So who, who's your. Who's your uh, best Bears quarterback of all time then? I'm a McMahon guy. I'm a Jim McMahon guy. You know, obviously I I didn't watch him. You know, I only watched, you know. Yeah. What about like when, since, since you've been a fan or since you've been watching more? You know, we've really haven't, we really haven't had that great of a run on quarterbacks here. That's the problem. You know, I, know. I was excited when they signed Cutler, you know, but Cutler was another one of those frustrating guys where one week it would look like he could win MVP of the league. And then the next week he would throw four interceptions. Yeah. You know, he was just very, very, very frustrating to watch. He was a 500 guy. Um, but again, you know, he could sling the pill, man. He, this, you talk about a guy who could fucking just sling oh, the yeah. fucking pill. He could sling it. And, uh, he was fun to watch those. Some of those offenses with Forte and Marshall and Jeffrey and Bennett, God those damn. were fun. Those were fun offenses to watch, but again, just underachievers, you know, just underachievers and, and 2010, you know, I think a lot of people break balls about Cutler coming out of that game and he should have toughed it out. You know, Erlacher tells me all the time. He's like, bro, he's like, he tore his foot, whatever he tore something in his shoulder. He tore, he's like, bro, or in his knee, something tore either his knee yeah. or shoulder. I forget me. Yeah. Knee. I was M- I, MCL or something. I think it's something MCL. crazy like that. Yeah. And, he yeah, and he's that. like, There's he's no like, way. bro, he's like, he's like, this guy was tough. He's like, don't let anybody tell you. He goes, one thing he wasn't, he goes, he was tough. He's like, he took a fucking beating. And he did. If you remember, Jay Cutler took a fucking oh, yeah. beating. Oh, he 10 a, sacks in the first he, half. You guys remember he, that game? He, he oh took a, Jay Cutler took a beating. So, I, you know, I think that's unfair to say that he just, like, didn't want any part of that game. I don't believe that. Um, so, yeah, it would probably have to be Cutler. You know, I would say I would say it would have to be Cutler. But now, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm all – I'm really hoping and praying that Fields works out. I, I really thought you said am. it was McMahon. Oh, McMahon's my guy, but he said oh, okay. since, like – Oh, since, since, since. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Jimmy, Jimmy Mack is a good – you talk about salt of the earth guy. Just a, just yeah. a great guy. He was just my, just an awesome guy. He was my first interview. He was my first interview. And that's what uh, I mean. You see, he's a good guy. He's good guy. A great yeah. guy. He'll, yeah. he'll do an interview. I mean, he's, he's so approachable. He's uh, so personable. He's down to earth. He's real, you know, but that's how he was when he was, you know, a lot of these guys think they're trendsetters in today's day and age. Like nah. man, McMahon was telling the commissioner to go fuck himself, you know, 40 years ago. <laughs> that little headband and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there, just, yeah. there just wasn't a video being posted on Exactly. The there was no TikTok. If there was TikTok yeah. 40 years ago, Jim McMahon would have 2 million uh, followers. <laughs> That'd be a sight to see. Fucking Jim McMahon. I think Jim McMahon on TikTok now would be pretty cool, too. Oh, right yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. We will get step away from the uh, questions about the Bears now because uh, it's, it's been a little 
depressing talking about oh, the Bears. It's so depressing. Yeah, I, I, it sucks. Like, dude, you, you get excited for football season, then you remember you're a Bears fan. It's just like, yeah, you just, that's why you have to transition. Like, a lot of people on my page now, like my page originally, when I first started, it was yeah. literally all Bears content. And now it's morphed into like it's its own animal now. It right. do all these different things and with different people. And, you know, but the gamble, you got to, I mean, I, I would never advocate to get into gambling. I would never advocate. advocate the show is called the Mikey Betts show. You got to, you got to. Yeah, I, I would never advocate. advocate. Away. I would always, I would always uh, preach and I always do preach to bet responsibly. But I mean, yeah. that's why, uh, you know, you could really get into any game. But I mean, truthfully, I love football, period. I could watch any game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just because I want to throw a little wager on it to make it more interesting. That's fine. But college, NFL, it doesn't matter. I get so excited for football season. And, uh, for college and for NFL. Uh, and I just accepted what the bears are, man. Like the bears are just, they're not my team that went, listen, I'm from Jersey. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm an Ohio state fan. I did post-grad work at Ohio state. Um, I've been a fan of Ohio state since I was seven years old and I'm a bears fan. And I accept the fact that one of my three teams just doesn't win, but I'm very fortunate because two of my three teams win quite regularly. So I, I have that at least. Uh, and now the Yankees have gone on a little bit of a drought, if you could call it that. So that's a problem. But Let's go Mets. Oh. And the Mets look phenomenal. And I have no beef with the Mets. See, the Mets Mets fans hate Yankees. I, I know. The that's only the teams, problem. Is only the, teams I, the, the only team I loathe is the Boston Red Sox. But now I really do hate the Houston Astros. Like, I fucking hate the Houston oh, yeah. Astros. Yeah. I just fucking hate them. But I, um, I have nightmares about the Astros. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm a Sox fan. So especially last year, that ass kicking they gave us in the playoffs just – it's, uh, they're a good they're team, the man. They're a good they're, team. They're, you can't deny good. it, but they're just such ass. I just hate them. I hate Altuve. I, I hate Altuve. I, I just can't stand them. I can't. I, I want to squash. I want to squash Altuve. Like that picture. <laughs> you probably that, could. That picture would That'd judge. Be pretty cool. Good fight. That picture yeah. with Judge and Altuve is my favorite picture of all time because <laughs> it just sums everything up for me. I'm just like Judge should just fucking railroad spike them right into the ground, but. <laughs> Yeah, football season it shouldn't be depressing, but you know, Sundays Heck, are Sundays man. are tough, man. Sundays are tough, you know. But again, you get over it. I expect them to lose every week, so it's like if they win, that's great. If they don't, I expect them to lose. So we'll get back hopefully to a point where I actually am like expecting them to win games. But yeah, we're not there yet. We're just not there yet. So how did you become a fan? You're from Jersey and you're a Bears fan. How did yeah, that my, come? My father grew up a big Bears fan because he grew up in the era of Gail Sayers and Mike Ditka and nice. Dick and Dick Buckus. So these were, you know, these were championships, Dogs. championship teams, pre-Super Bowl era, uh, you know, teams that, you know, first ballot Hall of Famers. And, you know, those were the that's the golden age, I think, of. You know, that one draft class is the greatest Bears draft class in the history of draft classes, probably in the history of any draft class when you draft Gail Sayers and Dick Buckus. I mean, you're talking about arguably the two best. You could make an argument, certainly, that Buckus is is the greatest middle linebacker of all time. I mean, now, obviously, Ray Lewis fan would argue with you. Um, uh, But Dick Buckus and then Gail Sayers, I don't think people really realize how incredible Gail Sayers was had he not gotten hurt. This guy was transcending the running back position in the NFL. Like he was, 
doing everything. I mean, the guy scored six touchdowns in a game against the 49ers in the, in the snow. I mean, it, this guy was like, he was like silk moving on the field. He was just a special player and you know, kick returns, all that, just a special player. I don't think people realize that. So that's how I got into the bears. I mean, it was bestowed upon me. It would never be a choice. If I could ever turn back time, it would never be a choice, but it is what it is. And I'm stuck with it. My son is stuck with it now. That's so, you know, you, you pass that on, you pass on the misery. You don't, you don't give a new opportunity. <laughs> There's no. any opportunity for choice here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my, my kid can do anything. He can go to jail. He could be a bad guy. He can, I don't care what he does. As long as he's not a Packers fan, he has, oh, a, well, he has that, a place yeah, to stay. Yeah, he has okay. a place to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Now I got two more, I think two or three more questions. Then we'll let you go. I know we're dragging this along. Um, all right. So what was your worst memory as a Bears fan? Huh. People are going to think I'm going to say the double doink. I'm not going to say the double doink. The double doink sucks. Certainly That's my stuck, worst yeah. memory, I think as a Bears fan was, and it wasn't the 2010 championship game because it wasn't like a crescendo of emotion. Really? It wasn't the Super Bowl loss. Um, it was definitely the Randall Cobb Dude, t- touchdown uh, catch yeah, on, on fourth on fourth down for the, the division Chris title. Conti, where the fuck are you? And Chris Conti blowing coverage in the backfield. But the Conti. worst part about that play is not it, the blown coverage. Of course, is, is horrible. But if you see how close Julius Peppers comes to sacking Aaron Rodgers, he that was, play was he was so second away close Coon, to sacking. Hit him, coon, coon chop I think he just, I think he just, I think Rogers just got away from him. I think he it, just, he missed, just him. missed him. I yeah. think he just missed him. And that's coon the most. Picked up, coon picked up he someone. picked up somebody. Yeah. yeah he might have picked up somebody, but Peppers just misses ending that football game. And that to me, I'll never forget. I was at the bar. Uh, with my, my fiance at the time. I don't even know if my wife was my fiance at the time. I don't think so. I was at the bar with my, my soon to be fiance and we were watching the game on Sundays as we did because we always had to go out because I didn't have the package yet or anything like that. Um, and we were watching the game and I really, really thought that I thought that was it. I thought I was like, I was like, it's over. I was like, it's done. Yeah. It's done. And they did that. And literally, you know, you're out there and you're with like, now my friends out here are like, you know, nobody's a Bears fan. You know, my family's Bears fan, but other than that, like, I don't have any buddies really out here. I have like a couple, one or two that I'm not really like, I don't live close to that are Bears fans. So I wasn't with them. I was just with my friends and, you know, a play like that happens and they just start laughing and they start breaking balls and they're like, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm Dude, just, you just well, I was just, yeah. I was just staying. I was just so, I wasn't even like the double doink. I like remember punching something and being so furious <laughs> For this, I was just, it might as well have been like my soul was sucked out of my body with a Dyson vacuum through my mouth. Like it was just my soul was just sucked out of my whole body. And I was just standing there lifeless. I couldn't believe it. I literally could not believe what had happened. I could not believe that it happened. And I should believe it because this (laughs) this cocksucker does this every time. I mean, he just does it every fucking time. I can't stand him, man. I I, I can't stand him. It's it's miserable. They they went from Aaron Rodgers. They went from Brett Starr to Brett Favre. I'm sorry, not Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre to fucking Aaron Rodgers. And and they, I mean, they, they, you know, and to be honest, I mean, they've underachieved. I mean, and I'll say yeah, that to any, I will say that thousand percent. And you know, I do the I do the pod every week with with uh with Bob and um Joey Colcutts and Joey Colcutts is a big Packers fan, a big Packers fan. And I say to him all the time, I say, Joe, I say your team is your your team has underachieved. I said you've had the luxury. I said you don't know what kind of a position you're in because since you were a child, you expect quarter quarterback play like this every week. 
this is the normal for you. You went from Hall of Fame A to Hall of Fame B, and you have known nothing else. You know nothing else but Hall of Fame level quarterback play. Just wait until he's gone. And when reality hits, it's going to hit like a brick wall when you have to deal with regular quarterbacks. And you're not, even if the quarterback's good, okay, it's not Aaron Rodgers and it's not Brett Favre. They won't know what to do. And and the fact is, is that the amount of Super Bowls you have is not enough for those two guys. You should have, you should have at least two more, three more. Yeah. At least with those guys and some of those teams that they had. I thought the Packers last year were going to win the whole thing. I put a futures bet on them. I put a futures bet on the Packers to win the whole thing last year in the middle of the season. I said, this team is not fucking losing. I said, there's, there's no way. I said, they're built too well. I said, they got the best wide receiver in football. They got the best left tackle in football before he got hurt. They got the, one of the best running back tandems I've ever seen. I really thought AJ Dillon and, um, I love uh, AJ Dillon. And I don't um, know how people tackle that dude. Oh, he's a horse. His legs, Boston College, his legs are like the size of my torso. They're, yeah. they're gigantic. And, uh, and, uh, and, and Aaron Jones. Anyway, I, I yeah. thought I thought their tandem there. I thought you know their defense. I thought with the way Rashawn Gary was playing, and the way their defense was playing, I was like, "There's nobody's going to beat this team." I said they're going to have home field advantage throughout. They're going to win, and again, they 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 blow it against a West Coast wild card team coming into their building in the snow. Jimmy Love Garoppolo, like Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo, zero four against the 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah, great. It's just Love it. it, that's what, like there's no excuse that you could make anymore for these guys. Like it's it's it, I get it. The year before they lose to Tampa, you could say, well, you know, Brady's the goat and yada yada yada. But what's the excuse this year in your own building against Jimmy Garoppolo in right. the snow? There's no excuse. There's no excuse. They're an underachieving team. And what do they do? They yeah, sign well, into an extension. Jimmy Garoppolo does hate the Packers. That's true. Person. He hates the Packers. Yeah. If yeah. you, you put me, you put me in the Niners in the playoffs. I'm fucking beating Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, and that, that, you know that, that checks out. That makes sense. Yeah, you look, you look like you could actually take him out though, <laughs> with that, with the tash and everything you got. Oh, yeah. I like. I'm, I'm you, you're down. a guy. You're a guy like this guy is built for like he he looks like Buckus a little bit when Buckus yeah, had he, the mustache. He's got a little Buckus vibe going. Yeah, he, he that's looks. What like that's I like what that. I'm going for. I like that. Scrappy is definitely a term only for white people too. Like, oh yeah, he's a scrappy, uh, yeah, scrappy, scrappy gym rat. Yeah, yeah, scrappy guy. Scrappy means like you know, like if someone describes me as scrappy, I'm gonna be like, I shouldn't be. So you think like I'm, I'm not like really that athletic, but I could yeah, uh, no, somehow. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, last question. We'll end it on a high note. Uh, what is your best memory as a Bears fan? Oh, best memory as a Bears fan. There's been so little. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to actually really think about this one. Let Best me let, let me answer for you while you think. Go ahead. The De- the Devin Hester Super Bowl kick return. That was great. I highlight of my lost, life. Lost my goddamn mind. I was like, the Bears the Bears won a Super Bowl. They just won. <laughs> they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I wish I died after that play, because then I would have never known. It would have been great. So. so the brutal thing about that, we just lost him. He's gone. That's a shame. Oh yeah, resting. Yeah, damn. As soon as I said, I wish I died. I yeah, him. yeah. Uh, oh, see you, Mike. What What's brutal about that is that that year, both my teams went to their respective championship games. Ohio State played in the national championship game against Florida that year, okay. and the Bears played against the Colts, obviously. And the Ohio State Buckeyes started that national championship game with the Ted Ginn kickoff return for a touchdown against Florida. And I had the emotions of, holy shit, Ohio State's going to win the national championship. Then, of course, they got blown out by Florida. Ted Ginn got hurt on the kick return on the Mm -hmm. pileup 
he twisted his ankle because his teammates jumped all over. And then the Bears in the Super Bowl, Hester returns the opening kick, and my That's father's miserable. my father's looking at me and he's going crazy celebrating. And I said, This is Don't not good. I said, This is not good. I've been down this road. Don't get too excited. And, you know, unfortunately, that's that was the end of that. But I guess my favorite Bears memory, um, I mean, that certainly has to be up there. I, I think, you know, uh, the 2010 season, uh, no, you know, what, you know what's my favorite memory? Definitely, definitely my favorite memory. The the uh, the miracle in the desert, the Arizona Cardinals Monday night. Yeah, game. hell yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was that was the great, that was the peak because you know why it struck all the Homer chords of a Bears fan. If you're a Homer yep. Bears fan, which at the time I was a little younger, so I really was definitely more of a Homer back then. I was delusional. Um, that struck at all the all the right chords because it was a total defensive effort. All it was was Erlacher making like 50 tackles and Devin yeah. Hester returning kicks. So it was like, you know, a Tillman with a strip and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Mike that Brown, game, I think, too, he had a touchdown that game. Yeah, I think it was the only yeah, game it was that Brown, it was Brown and Tillman had one and Brown had one. The Brown, had I think, got points. it on the Erlacher. Erlacher stripped the ball out. And I think I think Brown scored on yes. that one. I think. Yeah. And the offense did nothing. They did nothing. They didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, Grossman, um, I believe, had four picks. That yeah, game. It was horrible. It was horrible. And I think the record to this day, it stands as uh, the, the greatest comeback um, without an offensive score in NFL history. Some kind of crazy record. I had. Olin Krutz, Erlacher, and Alex Brown on last year on a show mm-hmm. to talk about that game specifically because it was 15 years ago last year. So I did a 15-year like little anniversary thing. That game to me, that was the the my favorite memory, bar none of the Bears. That yeah, was. dude, that was it. Was that the game where he, the Bears are who we thought they were? Yeah, Denny right? Green, yeah. Denny Green, rest in peace. That was the Bears are who we thought they were game. We let them off the hook, and yeah, yeah all of that. And crown them. You want to crown them? Crown their crown ass. their ass. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That was yeah. That was great. Well, Mike, it's Mikey, Mike, it's been a great time uh, having you on. Thank you for uh, staying a lot longer than we asked for. Everybody go check him out on the uh, Brilliantly Dumb Show podcast. I checked it out already. It's great. Uh, It sounds crystal clear, too. sounds crystal clear. Not like these uh, when you're talking and trying to listen to a podcast. So go check that out. Yep. And then, um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Hopefully we can have you on another time soon. Uh, hopefully when the Bears are better or uh, preferably when they stink, they're probably going to be one in five. Well, week six. Yeah, if probably. you want to wait till the Bears are better, I'll see you probably in like three years. Yeah, three so what? Four years. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Scratch that. Um, can you, <laughs> you want to give them a uh, where they could follow you and uh, just uh, plug yeah, and play? Yeah, uh, uh, Bear Down Cuz on Instagram, Bear Down Cuz on Twitter. Um. I have a TikTok, Mikey, uh, Mikey Bear Down Cuz on TikTok, but I, I, you know, I'm on there not so frequently, but yeah, definitely check out the pod, Brilliantly Dumb Show pod, uh, YouTube, uh, Brilliantly Dumb Show Instagram. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. I'm, I'm on there all the time. So. And my co-host Mike also just said, he said, I couldn't take it. That guy was a tool. No, I'm just kidding. He said, <laughs> he said, LMAO, my LOL, my phone was charging and, uh, I guess it wasn't charging apparently. He said, assuming you guys are done, tell him I followed him on Twitter. Good guy. Go Bears. So with that being said, go Bears. You're a good guy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thank both of you guys. It was a pleasure. All right. See you, brother.